0: We are back for our 60th episode. Can you believe it, it's been 60 episodes of myself and Roy giving you our opinions on recent topics, current events, and the jiu-jitsu world, and how everything intertwines together. This week for the 60th episode, Roy decided to have a fantastic idea of bringing up 10 topics and my opinions on them. Advice from Professor Miguel. Not that I recommend you listen to anything I say whatsoever. Let's sit back. Thank you for enjoying the first Weekend on episodes. Here's episode sixty. Enjoy the show. Oh yeah, baby, Royson, we're back.
1: Are we on right now? Seriously, we're on right now. We're. On. <laughs> you usually do the countdown. I know. I didn't want to do it today. <laughs> <laughs> what sets this apart from something else
0: uh you know why because it's been two weeks and i'm just so excited to get in behind the microphone you you're, were sick and you're, you're, you're on the mic you were ill two weeks ago and then yes, last week like my ankle was in horrible shape
1: now elevated what's going on with your ankle
0: old injuries they just so flare you up. can't
1: walk i mean like what is it like you, you, it just flares up you just wake up and you're fucking like
0: yeah I do Holy something shit. to it and it like twist the wrong way. Or, you
1: know, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And the
0: whole thing just swells up. So I got to like rest it for like you know four days or right something on. like that. Wow. You know I'll put on the boot to walk around the house just to really. You know. <laughs> but like my doctor told me that he's like until you get surgery like it's just going to happen. He's okay. like, It's going to flare up and you're going to have to deal with it. So
1: what kind of surgery would you do? Just like ligaments? I, kind yeah, of I stuff? tore all the ligaments in
0: my ankle. Oh my god. So my ankle just slides in and out of place.
1: And you said it's a lot of it with the uh, the train like rattling back and forth on the train.
0: Yeah. yeah. My body just shifts a little bit. And I noticed like it started hurting.
1: So don't blame um, jujitsu, essentially.
0: Yeah, no, I noticed it started hurting maybe like Tuesday afternoon. And, you know, Monday I was out riding trains, checking on students. And I'm like, oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I forgot. I was Your on the body's train. like, yo, idiot. Remember me?
0: But it makes me realize like, man, like what if I didn't get that promotion and I'm still on the train? My body wouldn't oh, handle it. You'd be, you'd be in pain. Steph says it all the time. She goes, you wouldn't be able to make it. She's like, your body she's was fun. really.
1: She's playing like Talia Shire and Rocky. Rocky, you're never going to make it.
0: Well, no, like she's, like she's very aware, like your body would not have survived on the okay. train. She's like, you can't. She's like, you were already getting in rough shape at the end. Right. You know, my back was hurting. My legs were hurt. It was, those trains beat
1: you up. I'm man. sure they do, man. It's yeah, like one right. of those vibrating things in the gym. I don't know if you've ever seen them. Mm-hmm. They like completely set you up as far as your balance and stuff. Awful. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you about the vid. How
0: was <laughs> it? I heard you got caught.
1: Yeah, I did. I hadn't had it before. That was your first one. Yeah, and I'll tell you the truth. It was just like, it felt like a cold. You know, I just got caught it in my throat, and I didn't want to get anybody sick, but I felt fine physically. You know what it is? It's in the lungs, too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I was really like, I came in for decent decent uh, pass protect uh, thing on Monday. I went home mm-hmm. really freaking exhausted. You yeah. How'd like, you feel tonight? Really good. I mean, you know, look, it, it's- It okay. lingers. It kind of does. It kind of does, but it's like I, I I don't know, I have like two five minute rounds in me I can I can play falls mm-hmm. to the wall and after that I'm like <sighs> <sighs> yeah. I've had the uh
0: the COVID-ous thrice. Three times, seriously? Yeah, three times.
1: Was one worse than another? The
0: first one was the worst. Okay. Like um, did you lose sense of smell and taste? Smell and taste gone. Oh, wow. Gone. Steph's birthday weekend too. Oh, and perfect. it was twenty twenty. Perfect. So that one was the worst. And okay. then as the uh, as the variants became more contagious, it just became more and more like a flu.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was feeling. I didn't really <clears throat> feel like too bad with this whole thing. And I, listen, I don't want to minimize it because I'm sure there's people. But here's the funny thing. It's like, the, like I'm dealing with my mom now a lot because she's all alone. And she's always so afraid of COVID. COVID kind of like shut up with that already. It's the flu. But then I got to stop myself because she's genuinely afraid of this. Yeah. And
0: rightfully so. Like, yeah, I guess if, you know, so. You know, you're you're almost sixty, but you work <laughs> I'm out. Right. I'm running on the doorstep. So here, you're you're on that age where it's like you should be scared. <laughs> I know. But look at how you live your life compared to other sixty year olds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're working out. You take care done. of your body. Do you to, take I, care of yourself. And you're like, yeah, like it didn't do you want me. to
1: be like at this age and like still banging?
0: Yeah. When I'm sixty, like I look up to you. Like oh, I look nice. at you and I'm like, man, like that's what I want to be. I want yeah. to be like that at fifty. Yeah. Let alone sixty. Like, come on, man. I, f- I, I say it all the time
1: you're in better shape than some of the 24 year olds that come in here I do feel good I do really feel good And and I, you think it's like more diet or is it like the workout what do you think
0: I think it's a little bit of everything that you do yeah, You yeah, know yeah. you take care of your body your body's gonna take care of you
1: I'm on like on a one meal a day thing now You've and been I,
0: doing that for a while
1: Yeah 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 I just I just don't eat that much You know you still doing your macros
0: you know, I was doing it and kind of slacking, <laughs> but, um, you know, I got together with Tim. We came up with a game plan. I was like, we got to switch it up, dude. Okay. I've had the same check-in day. Switch your daily. So now we just, I mean, my daily numbers aren't anything crazy, but now my check-in days are on Monday, which kind of okay. keeps me honest on the weekend. Right. Which is huge. All right. So give me a, a typical day of eating. What are you eating? Easy, dude. I'll wake up. I'll have three eggs. Nice. Um, Or I'll do 150 milligrams, 150 grams of egg whites. Beautiful. Um, I'll throw in all protein. Sometimes it'll be like the turkey sauce so that I can just kind of throw in wow. the microwave. So good. And then the rest of the day is really easy, Roy. <laughs> what do you do, man? It's just like 650 grams of rice. That's it? Like 600, six hundred That's yeah. it? Oh, so you really it's a low lot. calorie, it's, a lot. It's, it's like 2,100 calories. That's not bad at all. And then like 600 grams of chicken. Yeah. You know, I have some fats that I can use. Like I can I can move things around to make it fit my macros. But So
1: if you are talking to the average <clears throat> person that's having trouble losing weight... What are you saying to them?
0: First thing I would do is start counting your calories. Okay. Like, because what they did with me, what the first thing he did was, I want you to track everything you eat for a week. Okay. He's like everything, every
1: bite. That's a big thing. He's a like a lot you, of people don't even like track what they're no. eating. And you'll get people say
0: things like, "Oh, I only eat once a week. I only, or I only eat once a day." Right. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, "Do you?" And then you realize like, "Oh, like, I'm eating these potato chips, and I'm eating this, and I'm eating that, and then I have that one meal, but right. I've consumed four thousand calories." Right now empty calories at that right so the first thing i would tell someone is keep track of what you eat everything and then add it up and watch how many you'd calories blown you're away consuming. by it. absolutely where it's like even what you're
1: drinking too
0: that's a big one yeah you know even like little candies yeah. like you'll have like oh i just had like a small candy it's like that candy was 150 calories yeah that's a lot you know i have this gatorade fit the whole bottle is 10 calories but, you know, one little Halloween Kit Kat is about 80 calories. <laughs> you and now you eat three or four of those. There you go. There's a meal. That's a meal.
1: I was ta- I was like doing the old man complaining the other day because I went to the uh, like CVS. I wanted to get a candy bar. Goddamn full-size candy bars look like like a little larger than the fun size now. Mm-hmm. And I'm paying like, $2 for this Top thing. dollar. What the frick? Top dollar. <laughs> the candy companies are freaking taking you to the hoop, you know? Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, these candy companies are uh, everything, dude. <laughs> I love how you just get right back into right it. Right back in it, baby. <laughs> hey, it's, like, not, it's, about, it's not about how many times you fall off the horse, but how many times you get back on. Let
1: me pause this, baby. I got to go to the bathroom and clean up. And then yeah, I had back. to pause
0: and lock the door. We had uh, <laughs> one of our students who was working out while we started the podcast. and Famous Felicia
1: Doty. Felicia
0: Doughty. I Listen, I'm not one of those guys who's like, all right, class is from 8.30 to 9. Right, yeah, yeah. Live rolls till 9.30. And then at 9.30, they're like, all right, guys, get out.
1: But that's what makes the school great.
0: Yeah, It's the st- it's your school.
1: Yeah. I mean, as cliche as it sounds, I mean, it really, really is.
0: Listen, worst case scenario, I have cameras. Right. Okay. So if something really goes awry and the cops call me or something happens or I right. come in and something's off, I can be like, uh, let's go to the videotape. Right. But, you know, there was one thing like a month ago, Felicia was like, hey, do you mind if I work out? I'm like, yeah, sure. Go for it. So I was like, Felicia, I'm leaving. She's like, oh, do you want me to leave? I was like, no, you can like stay, use the equipment, train. Mm -hmm. It was just her. And I was like, just, you know, lock the front door, you know, go out the back. Let me know when you're here and when you leave and I'll set the alarm.
1: So, all right, you're sitting at home, you're pulling up the video. What if you saw something weird? And I'm not talking like deviant weird. I'm talking like something somebody does that you're just like, wow, I did not expect (laughs) that kind of thing. What do you mean? Like it's all right. Like you had an instance where one of the mothers kind of did something to her, their kid. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, you don't have to get specific about it, but I'm just like, I bet you'd be blown away if you saw some weird behavior on the uh, cams.
0: Well, I mean, sometimes like depending on who's training and things that are going on, right. I rely on those cameras heavy. Yeah. You know, so people tell me like, Hey, you know, someone's been doing this. Someone's been doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I got to take a look at what's going on. Luckily we've been very fortunate. I've not had a situation where I've had to look at the camera. Right. You know, if an injury happens, I'll look at the camera and be like, what happened here? (laughs) But for the most part, man, it's been, it's It's been been pretty good. Knock on wood. Knock
1: on wood. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm listening to you and Steve talk about your uh, high school dating days and and this and that. And I have to say, I'm quite jealous. So,
0: (laughs) I mean, Steve, Steve definitely had a better time than I did. I, uh. You know, I, I didn't really fit the demographic rules, you know, hot in South Brunswick at the time. But
1: I'm like sitting there going, to myself, what the hell was my high school like? It was, like I was like nowhere. Yes, I, mean, I mean, I was an athlete. I played on the teams. It's like, why didn't I get this kind of like action? Man,
0: it is what it is. I think I times nothing. are, I think the times changed too.
1: I had Richie Cunningham and Potsy coming over to my house. That's it. I mean, the times have changed See if anybody too. gets that reference.
0: But now I think, I think we're getting a different, uh little happy days. There um, you go, baby we're getting to a point where I think it's starting to swing back where I don't really know you mentioned that you really anymore. think that
1: you think they're becoming more sort of like laid back a little bit that well way? I think like you know at one point they when I sexualized
0: like, well I think in our generation it was like it was cool to get laid Okay. and now like I and I could be a hundred percent wrong now, the 90s I feel like some right. of these kids are like it's cool to not bang everyone
1: Like that's too easy. But they're talking about like body camp being like something you just overlook, and I don't buy it.
0: These are college girls, though, right? Like these are like already like mid twenties. Uh But these high school kids, it's getting a little different. Plus, you know, they're a lot of these kids are trying to figure out
1: whether or not they're a a boy or a girl. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's as big an issue. I maybe I'm wrong. I I don't know. It sounds like it's really being blown out of proportion.
0: I don't know. I really,
1: I don't know what's going on anymore. Up is down, <laughs> down is up, left is right. I'm just. Like I on. see kids all the time. I talk to them and it's like, they don't seem to be wacky.
0: Yeah. And you, you know what it is too. You're starting to realize Maybe that a lot of these kids, kids are. No, I think it's everywhere. I think what you're seeing is they want to, these kids are becoming uh, more tolerant and they're tolerant, but they're also like, Hey, like we're tolerant, but stop shoving it down our throat. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah, what's yeah.
0: great. Like when kids start getting fed up with something. That's huge. Yeah,
1: because that's you when know? the media companies start saying, "Wait a minute, the zeitgeist is changing yes, here." Yes, we got to we got to
0: tailor make it for our demographic. Right on. And these kids yeah. aren't buying it anymore. Wow. They're not buying the little rainbow shirts at Target <laughs> that say "Love is Love." They're like, "Dude, we get it. We get it." Yeah, exactly. And we got to listen to those kids. quite
1: open to it. Listen, and
0: it happens all the time. You know, in the late '80s, it was hair bands and hair metal. Greatest, the greatest. And then the kids got sick of that shit and. Boom,
1: grunge, Cobain, grunge. Yeah.
0: Then the same thing happened.
1: I remember Pearl when, Jam, Allison Chains.
0: Oh yeah, I remember I was playing, uh, Corn okay. during during the live rounds. The yeah, other yeah. Night and Love somebody them. loved them. They're like yeah, I remember seeing the video for this when I was like twelve, and i was right. like, dude, I was like, I remember when this video came. They asked me if I'd seen the video. Right. I was yeah. like, Of Are you course me? I've seen this yeah, video. Yeah. I I was I'm the TRL generation. Right. You know, Carson Daly, top ten.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I remember when Corn became the first video to be voted in at number one that wasn't in sync or backstreet boys. Right. They were So even that, it's like, look at how we went from this poppy boy band to like, no, no, no. We want a song called Freak on a Leash being right. sang by a bunch of wild animals and a wild like scratchy
1: voice and a sound just like You
2: got ding like ding Pantera,
1: ding. you got Marilyn Manson, you got Limp Biscuit, you got like Kid Rock, Lincoln Park, Kid Rock. Name is Kid. Kid. Kid, Kid Rock, Rock.
0: <laughs> Man, when that when Ball with the Ball <laughs> first dropped oh, I remember watching his performance live. Woodstock ninety nine. yeah. MTV was covering it and they announced Kid Rock and I was like, that's the guy that DJed the MTV New Year. <laughs> I was like, "This guy's like, who the hell is this guy?" And he came out in the mink coat
1: and Wouldn't the red have, hat. Like, the uh, the uh, the, the little guy, little guy, measured whatever. Okay.
0: Yeah, he, had a, he had a And when he came out in that mink coat, yeah, yeah, I was like, "This guy looks like a pimp." <laughs> He's rocking. And then he throws it off and does the. My name. I was yeah. like, "Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> baby, let's
1: go!" I was I was what thirteen, fourteen mm-hmm. years old those are great times those are great times those are great times you watch it now and I'm like what the frick is this Corn, Limp Biz none of those you know, heavier
0: bands are out you know Fred Durst like the biggest megalomaniac of all time absolutely
1: but he brought it
2: too Dude, I mean they,
1: they rocked I saw
0: I saw this documentary on Netflix about Woodstock 99 uh huh and what an absolute shit show it was. It
1: was all mud. Well, Wait, 94 was uh, all the, the muddy. Uh, 99, 99 was when one where they burnt the place down. Right.
0: Because they started charging like $10 for water. Okay. And these kids had, it was poorly done. But I forget what band had just gone on. And, you know, it was like the second or third day and the crowd was starting to get a little rowdy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're starting to get a little nuts. <laughs> and one of the promoters grabbed Fred Durst before he went on. He's like, look we need you to control this crowd.
1: Wrong guy. And
0: he said, it was almost like you could see the battle of the id and the ego in real time. Right? Like you can see he had the mic and part of him was like, do the right thing, control this crowd. (laughs) And another part of him was like, fuck it. I'm God right now. And he was man. And he was like, get the fuck up. And they're like, they were watching him. They're like, Oh, he just did the opposite. And then they say like when he came off stage, he just ran right off. He's like, like he uh, knew. He's like, I know. I didn't know what that I did. went down. That's yeah. so cool. I didn't it's know. It's like that. gas, match. <laughs> <laughs> they're like Fred Durst could have saved Woodstock '99, and he no. decided no, burn it down, baby. But then they're saying like you know, Jonathan did, like Corn went up, and like Corn, you know, very aggressive, and, absolutely. And then right after Corn was Bush, and they're like, how is Gavin Rosdell going to come out there with glycerin? Yeah, he was and like, and like mellow like, heavy. And they're like, he did it. He pulled it off.
1: Did he? I,
0: listen, this is what music was...
1: I like Listen, I like Bush. They were great, but they were sort of like an ancillary, sort of like British version of heavy. I'm, I'm thinking more like Pantera, all that stuff.
0: No, Gavin Rosnall and Bush was definitely like a very... Mellow, light, kind, mellow kind of mellow, thing. But of they it, had yeah. their... you know, it they was, had good they were, tunes.
1: They were British rock. Glycerin.
0: Glycerin was a great song. Great t- My favorite thing about that song was when he performed it at MTV Spring Break. Okay. And it started raining, and they're outdoors, and they were like, "Get him off stage! He's gonna mm-hmm. get electrocuted!" Right. And he refused to get off, and he goes into the microphone. He's like, "If you guys are willing to get wet and listen, I'm willing to play. I'm willing to get wet and electrocute myself to play this
1: song." <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah." And
0: he's like, "Da da 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 da."
1: Oh, do you remember a band called These uh,
0: Bands? They don't do that anymore.
1: Uh, do you remember a band called Everclear? Come on, ding 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 my daddy gave me a name <laughs> love that band. song
0: the band resonated with me for a reason
1: yeah I like, <laughs> they were from Oregon man they they just I don't know they they had a melody to them that I really really liked I'm still living in your ghost great song great song so my, anyway band. my Laney is watching uh bachelor pad so she like she did me a favor and like downloaded all these friggin' Bachelor in Paradise things and like this is all she's watching because she Bachelor fell, man? she fell and she hurt her wrist so she's oh, like just no. been hanging yeah yeah so she anyway so she's in bed and she's just watching these shows after shows after shows and I'm like what the fr-? like I didn't watch any of this stuff but I'm what like is that dating life am I missing this completely
0: <laughs> man it let me tell you something <clears throat> Uh... We're not getting into too much detail. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to get in trouble. I was this one of Steph's family members uh, recently ended an engagement and is attempting to get back into the dating pool. Right. Let me tell you something. It's a cold world out there. That's what I'm hearing, especially for girls. Yeah. Well, here's what I told Steph and uh, people might not like what I say. This is what I told Steph. Okay. It's not like it's a cold world for the girls. It's just that the power has shifted. Big time. It's like for years, women controlled it. And it's like they controlled when guys got laid. They controlled when guys got dates. They ran the gauntlet. Right. Then something happened where guys figured out, hey, if we can make it to 30, (laughs) we can live the bachelor life forever and on top of that and they've done studies on this they've asked men like why are you not getting married right most men say is because marriage is such a terrible contract The contract
1: is bad
2: yeah
0: they're like it doesn't you lose half your assets you lose your house you lose your kids you're the one only seeing them on the weekend But let me
1: play devil's advocate on that mm-hmm. real because just to defend why it is what it is because women have a much shorter period and a much shorter that's Bad word. Much shorter sort of dating lifespan to be on the uh the hot side of the thing. I agree. So if they're giving up themselves to some jerk off, like very simply, let's say you get married at twenty five and you're a girl, you have your kid, and you're suddenly thirty years old and this guy says, You know what? Fucking I'm out of here. There's gotta be some kind of monetary give back.
0: So you're saying that because it's gonna because be harder no to th- find someone Exactly. I can see that, but at the same time it's like, um, yeah, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I knew you'd say that, but I'm just
0: saying it. Like, like if I, I was the father of a daughter. Listen, I can't control the market. <laughs> you, I can't control the market. You just talk about it. Okay. Yeah. I can't control that your stock plummets after certain. That's decisions exactly that you what make. it is. your
1: stock plummets. But you but you you picked that mate. Not only that, I'll even throw you another thing, because they're talking about like the feminist uh kind of angle of look you can have your career and then choose to get married that's really playing like a really dangerous game it's a dangerous game because now what you're
0: doing is you're telling women have your career and then in your mid-30s try to find someone
1: good luck yeah good luck
0: because those 35 to 40 year old men that are are in that
1: position picking the late 20s they're picking 25 year olds exactly look at Leo
0: that's the reality and it's not me being misogynistic it's not me being like yeah man that's
1: the reality, reality of it. it. Yeah. So and it's just you know, a terrible message they're getting.
0: <sighs> it's bad advice bad. and it's it's honestly, I, I think a lot of these women abuse their power in their early twenties and they're looking for a perfect finished project and the guy that has everything. Yeah. And then by the time they realize maybe a guy they met in their early twenties develops and grows into something, yeah. They're like, oh hey Charles, you want to like hang out now? Charles' is like, yeah, we'll hang out.
1: <laughs> On my
0: on his Agenda, terms yeah, exactly. and that's it. Yeah. They're not gonna look at you seriously anymore because when they had nothing and they were on the way up, you ignored them. Yeah. But now that they're there, you wanna, you know, benefit off of that. Absolutely not. I know
1: we've had this discussion, but the reason I brought it up again is because I'm watching this show and they're just throwing themselves at these guys, and maybe it's just the nature of the show. Probably you know, they're, they're, they're drunk but there's some and they're to, to it. But damn man. If one girl would say, uh-uh, you ain't getting what's between my legs until I get commitment, I I think it's a winning argument at that point. Well, I'll
0: listen, perfect example. Um, this friend asked Steph, you know, how long we waited to mm-hmm. be intimate after we started dating. And we waited a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, really? Steph's like, yeah we wanted to make sure that there was something there right
1: more than well, you just said like, you felt something there in the very, very i beginning, did and that's why i didn't cool. want
0: to i didn't want to do it and then be like oh right i was just horny right and then sometimes like you know you know if you get it that quick sometimes it's like well how that's, many other guys are getting it this quick? You,
1: that's exactly what i'm getting so at. It's, it's
0: this weird you've got to like you know and that's what women have to realize like
1: but are they mature enough to, to do that at that point? Do they have enough confidence in themselves to be Someone able to say to no? Someone has to teach them that. Exactly. And, and if here's society the is not teaching them
0: or their parents aren't. or Someone's whatever. not teaching them. Because first thing I'm going to teach my daughter is like, look, if you tell a guy, I'm not going to sleep with you right now. I want to see where this goes. Let's take our time. And he's not willing to wait. Get him out. He's not the one for you. Exactly. Because if he's not willing to wait to get laid, He's not going to be willing to help you when there's a baby. He just wants you on be the willing. resume at that yeah. point. At that point, he's trying to he's Body trying to count it. Yeah. Don't, because if a guy cares, he'll wait. Yeah. Now, don't make him wait a year. Right. <laughs> no one's doing that. <laughs> you know. But you know,
1: two to three months, six to eight weeks. Now I hate. Now I hate to say when I was your age, but that's essentially how it worked when I was that age. Girls were a lot less sexualized back then. No, now they're giving it up first date. Wow. First second date
0: unbelievable yeah. so i'm
1: watching this show and this guy is like they're making them do the most obnoxious things like they said they took all these girls put uh, blindfolds on them lined them up and they said to the guys throw an egg at the girl you can't stand the most
0: oh god that's so degrading
1: is that the most deg- and i'm like i turned to lynn i go this seriously is what you're watching like if i was a woman i would like walk the fuck off if i was a guy i'd say i'm not gonna do this no. She goes, it's part of the show. And I'm that's like, I awful. get it. It's, it's horrible. I couldn't watch that. I know. Because
0: honestly, do like, you know how awful that's got to feel? Oh, like Especially just... like you're the woman, all right, which you, you should be the most powerful thing in this world. Yes. You should never be in that position where you're blindfolded. And now like you get hit with an egg. That means someone just admitted that they, you're literally their least favorite person. Here's
1: there. the worst part. They had five or six of them lined up. All the eggs were thrown at one girl. Talk
0: about a so, self-esteem destruction. Let me tell you something. The producers knew that
1: and they set that up. I, I have absolutely no doubt. I guarantee. But it's amazing some, in that she like, ex, like she put up with it.
0: Yeah, they're probably like in the interviews, like so. If one of these girls was your least favorite, you <laughs> and once all the guys like, or three guys, someone. Like, so, so how do you feel about this one? Right. And they keep and they're like, yeah, you know, she might be my least favorite. They're like, we're gonna make a game, guys. <laughs> exactly. Like these producers are awful human beings. They really are. Shows. They really are. I watch uh, the girl
1: was just standing there and tears were rolling down her eyes because she couldn't move and just. Egg after egg just kept hitting her. And I'm like, oh, my God,
0: this poor gal. That's brutal. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> I watched this show with Steph called uh, Married at First Sight. Okay. It's a fantastic show, but it's a horrible experiment. <laughs> okay. um, And they basically meet at the altar and they get married. Mm-hmm. And they spend eight weeks together. And at the end of eight weeks, they have to decide, are we going to stay married or are we getting divorced? But it's a le- legit legal marriage. Okay. So this like 90
1: day fiance kind of thing. Kind of sort of, but this
0: is, you're married. I do wedding everything. Wow, You're locked in. Yeah. You go on your honeymoon. Then you got to move in together. It's it's eight weeks. And there's one one of the seasons, the one guy just, you could see that he was like acting out and they made him seem like he was just like an angry dude that couldn't control. And I told Steph, I was like, Steph, these people sign up for this show Mm -hmm. and they think it's all well and good until they realize we own you. For eight weeks, right? Mic up, cameras everywhere. Throw down a drink or two. Now all of a sudden it's yeah. like, can I get a minute of peace? No, right. no. And they lose their shit. And at one point he was like trying to leave, like he got into a fight with the producer. He goes, "I want to get out of here." They're like, "You're not going anywhere."
1: And you can completely manipulate their personalities, everything, and you know? everything just by showing and, what you show. And you could see that the one girl like
0: really wanted to be on TV, uh-huh. and like the producers loved her because she would work with them. And you could see like they're now they're going to paint her in a better light. I remember telling Steph, I was like, she's a horrible person. I was like, she's not a
1: good person. <laughs> like, now, they're going to make this guy. Was... Little things, like he tried to leave. Like she started a fight. Picked so a fight. wait, they're married now. Right. And she's purposely trying to start a fight with this so guy. So
0: they, they go to like this couples thing where it's all the couples now. Okay. Right? And they're just there for like a weekend. It's like the final week. And she's like kind of picking a little fight. And he just wants nothing to do with it. So he's like, I want to leave. Oh. And the producer's like, you're not going anywhere. And now, this is on camera. So he starts <laughs> trying to take off the microphone. Oh my God. They're like, don't touch that. That's not your property. Oh, and he's shit. like, stop me. And they're like, oh my God, he's crazy. And in my head, I'm like, no, he's not. He's a normal person who's like, I'm not an animal. He's at in the end the of his rope. Yeah. He's like, I'm not an animal in the zoo. And I'm sick of this shit. Wow. The reality is, normal people usually break. That's why Ultimate Fighter is a great show. Those guys break. Oh, I love that show, too. They break inside the house. They just yeah. give them booze. You get whatever you want. I remember uh, Dante telling me one time. They basically have like a producer's list. And if you need something, they go out and get it. Mm-hmm. So he said that uh, uh, Mike Dolce put I on what he him. needed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, you know, Dolce died. Dolce put in like free range chicken and like all this like right, food because he would like cook for the house and like prep everything. And he said it took like two hours for that to show up. Meanwhile, one of the guys put like bottle of Jack, case of this. <laughs> Ten minutes it was there. Right. And he's like, <laughs> they need a show. There's no TV, there's no books, there's no cell phones, no tablets. He goes, you're just there.
1: Were they manipulating these guys? Did you ever ask Dante, did they manipulate them in the sense no. like, hey, I heard what this guy said about you, and I don't know if you heard this, but, you know.
0: I never asked him about that. It's a good question. I, I probably should, but he just said it's kind of like, they're going to create situations where there's going to be a show. Right. But Dante also is like, Ricardo told him, like, if you embarrass me while you're there, you're <laughs> you know, but it's funny like Dante's like such a character but if you yeah. watch that season, he doesn't get the most airtime. Okay. He gets a decent amount of airtime. Who, like, uh,
1: who was the uh the start of that season? Or like? that was the one with CB Dalloway, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Jesse yeah. Taylor. Okay. Um, Jesse Taylor was the guy that um kicked the window out. Yeah, 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 off, he yeah. He got a little wacky. He was from, I think, Atlanta, Georgia or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Uh
0: CB Dalloway. Uh I forget the one kid's name who went there. He's not in WWE.
1: This is um, like the fifth, sixth or seventh season. Yeah, like and
0: the that. winner okay. was that kid Amir. Amir something.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that.
0: Okay. So, you know, it was like season nine, or season 10 rampage and uh, Forrest, I forest mean, for the coaches nice. and, and Dante that was, was when on uh, rampage
1: through the, it uh, pulled the uh, door off the hooks. Or the
0: <laughs> I think that was rampage and Rashad. Oh, that was a good one too. But yeah, Dante was on that season. Wow. It was cool, man. It was cool. Like, you know, yeah, you know, finding out Dante was going to be on the ultimate fighter. It's amazing. You know, I was only how'd they get on? Like,
1: like they must like send in like videos of yourself or they have uh, videos
0: and you can like apply and I think they do like a camera test and you know they check they check your resume I think Dante at the time was like 10 and three okay so he had like a you know a decent career really nice yeah you know he had he had one like his like and he last, had a look certainly yeah he had won like his last five in a row and it's funny I remember like thinking like you know he was the oldest guy in the house I was like, man, Dante's old though. He was only thirty-three. Right? (laughs) Oh my god! I was like, I would kill to be thirty-three. Exactly. My god, you're so young. (laughs) I was talking to one of my friends. I was like, dude, I'm almost, I'm almost out of time with making the old man jokes. I'm almost forty. I feel like at forty, you can't make the old man jokes anymore. All right. So,
1: are you? Let's start with this. As far as old, number one, you said you're, you're have a different outlook on life now because you're a family guy. Your politics have changed slightly because of your, your work thing are you physically feeling differently like what do you because f- i remember sitting discussing this sense i remember sitting on the can at work i was 38 years old and i'm like what the fuck is that and yeah. suddenly my back went out i'm like holy shit <laughs> yeah reaching back to wipe my ass
0: if i if it's sometimes <laughs> it if i train a- too hard that night like, I'm yeah. like well, i might pop a rib right now um you know just the injuries And everything kind of adds up. But I still feel relatively good. Like, I can still run with my kids. Uh, Benny's going to be doing flag football, so I might get a little squirrely. I I might do, like, the adult league early (laughs) in the morning. Nice. You know, the one guy's like, listen, it's all like, you know, he's like, "All like, us like 45, 50-year-old dudes. Right, right, right. I was like, you know what? Compared to you guys, I'm young. I might give this a try. Plus, listen, at the end of the day, football will always be my first love. That's amazing. Always. And I'm still counting down the days until the school can get to a point where like during the fall season, I can go coach somewhere until like five, five 30.
1: Dude, don't we, like do like a three on three somewhere. I'd be more than happy to go out there and throw. I would
0: love it. I would love it. I love football. I yeah, love the too. X's and O's of it. I love teaching the technique, the yeah, hand absolutely. fight. I love every, the smell of the grass.
2: <laughs> oh man.
0: When that like, when that like late August do hits and yeah, you yeah, wake yeah. up early, like I can still smell it and I can still hear the cleats. That will always like be my Like walking
1: love. along the yeah, the parking lot. Dude,
0: I can watch. Listen, like I can watch jujitsu all day, but I can watch yeah. football all day.
1: Is there an era of football you like better than others?
2: Because it's a like, different game. It's I a like, different
0: game. I like different parts of different eras. Like different of different eras. Okay. Um, with this current era, I love just how athletic oh, these amazing. guys are. Yeah.
1: It is next level. Especially in the wide receiver
0: area. They're all freaks. Yeah. You know, you, when you're looking at a, a defensive end like a Kayvon Thibodeau, you know, very lean, yeah, but long and fast mm-hmm. and athletic and He's str- like, you're like, wow. Yeah. When you have a Micah Parsons running a four, four, five, forty, and you're like, Oh my God, that's a D end.
1: Yep. It's crazy. What? So then you look back, you see like the Super Bowl one or Super Bowl two, and it's just a different game. It's a different game.
0: It's a different game. And that's why when
1: people talk about the great Not that those guys weren't tough. I mean, no. those guys are really, because I read,
0: you know. Dude, Lenny, Len Dawson smoking a cigarette Len in Dawson. halftime of the Joe, Super Bowl. Joe Namath. That's a great picture. Exactly. He's in the back drinking a Miller High Life, smoking a cigarette. Like, come on, guys. Get your shit together. The
1: one thing we got to win this. The only thing I didn't understand is why was the goalpost at the at the front of the. Uh... That's so weird.
0: Yeah. Eventually, they figured out. Like, move that <laughs> Let's out just
1: away. move that shit back.
0: Mm. Well, the reason was because it was based on rugby rules.
1: Oh, was it? Okay. And in
0: rugby, they had the sticks in the front. Okay, alright. So they were like, let's let's move it back.
1: The games weren't that high scoring, but they were freaking slugfests back yeah. then.
0: Though that early era was great because those guys really played with passion, yeah. and love of the sport, yeah. It wasn't for the money, you know, maybe a little bit of the fame, but like mm-hmm. you know, like how much money were you making? I remember when LT signed a they million had second jobs, yeah. Lawrence Taylor signed a million dollar contract. People were like, oh, he's a millionaire. <laughs> right. uh-huh. It's like, dude, Odell Beckham's crying because they want to pay him $4 million a year. Yep. Like yeah. Saquon Barkley wants a contract because he's only getting 10 Yeah, Like, it's such a different game. Like, these guys aren't just getting rich anymore, they're getting wealth if they're smart.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, they always talk about, it, especially in basketball, where they guys like Charles Barkley just miss the big money. Yeah. You know, like the early '90s, the mid '90s, they still weren't weren't making huge money. But you hit the 2000s, Kobe, Shaq. You know, they're signing huge contracts mm-hmm. at that. Kevin point. Garnett. Yep, I exactly. remember Kevin
0: Garnett signed like ten years. Came out of high school. It's crazy. I remember LeBron signed a hundred million dollar Nike contract before mm-hmm. he even played in the NBA. Crazy. So, but as far as football, like I love this era for the athleticism. I love the late 80s early
1: 90s okay '80s. you got the Steelers Lynn Swan Terry Bradshaw oh wait, no I'm sorry No, no I'm that's sorry. late 70s late, 70s. late, late. 80s is uh, San Francisco oh yeah Joe Montana uh Steve Young Jerry New York, Rice New York Giants never heard of Lawrence
0: Taylor no. <laughs> so that's Lawrence <laughs> Taylor <laughs> Phil Sims. Come on, don't play that game, Mark Bavaro. Look, Harry I, Carson. I went to
1: school, same school as Boomer Esiason, so I was kind of a fan of his. He was playing in Cincinnati. Boomer, yeah. But
0: even that, like those guys, were gritty and tough. Hey, even the quarterbacks. Yeah, like you were going to get hit. You threw big, the ball. You time. threw the ball. Didn't matter. Right. He had two strides to right. hit you.
1: <laughs> there was one team I couldn't stand though back then, and now I like them. Is Dallas Danny White? Ew. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll I just like couldn't Dallas. get. But then they got real good, you know, like the early 90s with the uh, Aikman and uh, Emmett and uh, all those guys. The mid-90s was kind of, ew. Like the mid to late 90s, it got uh, a little weird. Buffalo went to the Super Bowl like four years in a row, lost every single time. 91, 92,
0: 93, 94. Okay,
1: so you're talking like just after that. So this is, because I know the uh, the, so Pats, that was, the Pats were in one of those uh, games and they lost badly. Yes, yeah, so
0: that's when uh, you're talking about the 49ers winning. Okay, Dallas Cowboys and Barry Switzer oh, right, being the you're Steelers.
1: Right. this is primetime uh 49ers. Yeah. Okay, I got it.
0: So no, it, it's it's the Steve Young era of the 49ers. You know, it's Gotta not be even towards the end of it. It's at the end. it's what? not even it's not even uh Bill Walsh. This is, you know, it's George Seifert. Seifert. Yeah, 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 So it you know, it wasn't even Jimmy Johnson on the Cowboys. It was, you know, Barry Switzer. Mm-hmm. You were kind of going through this weird phase of like transitions. Yeah, yeah. And then the, you know, late 90s early 2000s came. You got your Tom Brady, you got your Peyton Manning, uh, you got your Eli Manning, your Ben Roethlisberger class. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't
1: even throw Brady in that just yet.
0: Just yet, but 2001, he came to his own. He's won a Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, because you get. I, I was thinking more like uh, Kurt Warner. You know that he was a fun dude to watch. Yeah, you know, greatest show yeah, on turf you, kind of thing. The sport even, started getting exciting. Even like uh, Tennessee Titans with Steve McNair.
0: Oh, Air McNair. Yeah, Dante Culpepper to Ray Moss. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your roll on. <laughs> yeah. But, Oh, you know, no, but that was thing. that was also the heyday for running backs.
2: Yeah. Great. You know, you start guys.
0: seeing two thousand yard rushers, Corey
1: Dillon, you got
0: um just a bunch Chris Johnson, CJ two K. Um, who was the guy from uh, Jamal Lewis from the Ravens? I don't remember that. Yet.
1: this is when I first started getting into uh fantasy football. So I started knowing the names yeah. like Priest Holmes and all Let that. Me tell stuff. you
0: something. <laughs> tell me we're, some, we're gonna babe. talk about goats, right? Greys of all time. Okay.
1: By the way, how much, what percentage of your, of our BJJ audience do you think is digging on football? You know what? They should start listening. (laughs) Start,
0: start getting into it. Who would you consider the greatest running back of all time?
1: All right. To me, it would be Walter Payton. Okay. I would disagree, but okay. I'll give you my top five. Let me make it easy. Okay. Okay. Walter Payton, Eric Dickerson, Emmitt Smith, um, I'm trying to think of the guys that like rolled so up yards. Walter,
0: but you're going Walter, Eric Dickerson, Emmett Smith.
1: Yeah. Those are your top three. I'm not going to include the old guys like OJ and things like that because I don't think they I think they would have gotten their asses kicked I'm in this. I'm, I'm barely putting Emmett in my top five. Really? Yeah. I mean just for the yardage alone though. But
0: he also got those yards because he kept playing. Well, okay. I'll tell enough. you who's my number one. Gimme.
1: Barry Sanders. Oh shit, I forgot about him. Yeah. I, I include Sanders. him in this sort of Walter Payton mentality. Barry just Sanders. Just playing on a shit team. But like really
0: Barry Sanders is my number one Right I agree with that The guy did it that. I a forgot horrible about Horrible team If yeah. he would have been on any other team He's winning a Payton. Super Bowl Same with Peyton yeah. Number two I want to say Walter Payton. Okay But because of the competition And I think this person had more Had tougher competition Okay Even though I think he might have had A better team around him This guy's underrated as far as all time What do you got LaDainian Tomlinson
1: Oh yeah He's great Ladanian I think Thomason. he had like how many seasons in a row of like uh, 20 touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy numbers. I guess.
0: He's just Ladanian Thomason was Walter Payton 2.0. Yeah, I agree with that. Same build, same style, same yeah. game. I love them. But
1: see, the thing about Payton and a lot of people don't realize, and I would just suggest watching him mean, because you're right. Barry Sanders sweetness. is to me number one. Just watch his highlights, though, playing on a shitty team. And just carrying these guys. Barry or Walter? Both of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, Walter really, the only team that really made any sense for the Bears was 85. Yeah. Uh, they collapsed the year before and the year after. Walter Payne was so gifted.
0: His son, not, you know, had a decent career, made it to the NFL, played at Miami. But So, where
1: do you throw in like uh, a big back, like an Earl Campbell, you know, that kind of thing? Even an OJ Anderson type, like just big dudes that just.
0: I would go Eric Dickerson
1: four. Okay. He was amazing.
0: Um, and then I'll probably go admit number five. Okay. But I think that list is going to change very quickly. You
1: think there's going to be someone yeah, coming through? Yeah, I think through? you're going to
0: see guys breaking through. Or maybe not. Like, like that day might be done. That Those years might be over. You know, yeah. like, you're going to get running back by committee. Like, Ezekiel Elliott, he's done.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is.
0: You know, you have, like, I, I think, like, running backs at this point really have, like, three to four years. Yeah. To Dominate and that's NFL, it. not for long, not for long, and baby. That's
1: what it is, man. And I, like a, a buddy of mine was showing me a picture of uh pitchers in baseball that uh have complete games. There are guys like Walter Johnson, you know, like the 1920s, 1930s, that had like 70, 80, 100 complete games, and now Justin Verlander, who's like one of the greatest pitchers of today, mm-hmm. he's got like 10. They're just not pitching late into games anymore. No. It's the same thing. Like once you get to the seventh inning, they pull you, they bring in the long reliever, get seven, eight under their belt, and then they bring in the closer. They're preserving their careers. That's exactly it.
0: It's like, why get nine innings tonight when I can get nine innings over the next three games and have you for 20 years?
1: That's the thing. So,
0: (coughs) Love sports. Love it's my talking. favorite time of year. All the teams are undefeated. <laughs> it's free agency,
1: the draft is coming. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, let me uh, give you the topic. This since this is the 60th episode. Woo!
2: Retirement, yep. baby.
1: We're bringing in nude ladies. No, we're not. Um, this is the Miguel Benitez guide to life. Oh, there we go. <laughs> okay. Don't
0: follow anything I say.
1: No way, man. This is this is seriously. This is. Uh, like 25 subjects that I just want you to opine apart uh, about. People take notes. This is really, really your advice that you would give to people on things. Okay. 60 of Here we go. Number one. How do you be a good friend to somebody? Be
0: honest. Okay. Be loyal. And be there. That's how you be a good friend to someone.
1: All right, that both for guys and girls? Or is it impossible to be friends with girls?
0: Oh, you mean like, can guys be friends with girls? Yeah, yeah. Mm, No. (laughs) I don't think so either. I don't think so. I think uh, Harry and Sally proved that point. Mm Mm-hmm. No, I think think the be loyal part is when it's slowly getting lost. Um, I think the being there part is something that people forget. It's easy to have your friends be there for you. Yeah. But when they need you, where are you? Um and you know the being honest is a tough one you got to know when to push your friends and say you got this you're good like blow them up right you should be your friend's biggest fans that's but a you great also be got your a friend's yeah, best, biggest you gotta fan. be their biggest fan you gotta be blowing them up you gotta yeah. be their hype man right you know you should be there like like yeah like look at my boy look at my friend like what my guy's doing yeah yeah shout him out every time you can you know people say all the time you're saying this gonna like how do you support your friend's business share their stuff on Instagram. It costs nothing. Right. Just take that, hit the little triangle button and let it go. It's that easy, but people don't do it. I always think there's a little more to it than people just go, like, oh, I forgot.
1: Mm. You don't know really think a lot of friendships <clears throat> go off the, uh, the rails when you see one of the friends talking behind the other friend's back and it just gets either A, misunderstood or maybe there was real malicious intent there. Yeah. You know, you got to really... If you're my friend, you got to really, really say, I'm your friend. I'm not going to fucking talk behind your back. I'm not going to be a wise guy behind you. I'm I'm your guy. But some friends also, like if you're someone's friend, you got
0: to create an atmosphere where your friend is comfortable telling you those things.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. You
0: know, because some people like just don't want to hear it. You know, like I've had friends and, you know, my wife has had friends where it's like you don't bring up the things that are frustrating you because, you know, talking to a brick wall. Yeah. You know, I've kind of gotten to a point in my age where like I don't give people advice for shit. Yeah. It's like at this point, like you realize like unless someone asks me for my advice, right. I can give it to you because they don't want it.
1: You know, and that's a great point. I agree. You, you got know People know when, don't want it.
0: You got to know when someone's talking for you to just listen or when they're talking for you to give advice. <laughs> we talked it. about this. Right? Yeah, exactly. And that's a valid point. Not every conversation is the person talking because they want your feedback. Yeah. They just want you to hear them. And that's a very important trait to learn. No doubt, it's a tough one because you almost always want to tell someone like, "Try this," and it's like, "No, they don't want to hear it." I
1: always find also that friendships kind of go ebbs and flows. Like, there's one guy—I shouldn't say guy, but one person becomes more the cheerleader for the friendship, and the other person is like not returning phone calls or or texts or this or that shit. And you just you you sense an imbalance, especially if it's a money imbalance. Yeah, you ever seen that episode of Friends? Yeah.
0: Where it's like one group has money, one group doesn't. Exactly. It changes things. Um, <clears throat> uh, since we're a jujitsu podcast, I want to talk about this with jujitsu and your jujitsu friendships. And this is a sad truth. All right. You make a lot of friends in jujitsu, right? You become best friends with yeah. these people. Everybody's your bro. Everybody's yeah. Bro You're hugging. Yeah. Love you, dude. Love you, dude. Yeah. yeah. What happens when someone quits?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Same thing when a person leaves the job you're working at. Yeah.
0: You want to say, you want to believe like, oh, that's one of my best friends. But once they leave, Mm -hmm. you realize what made us friends was our relationship on these mats. You're not on these mats anymore. And it's very different. Like, you know, uh, for example, my friend Luke, who owns Mooresville BJJ, Mm -hmm. he left, right? He got a promotion with his job. He went down to North Carolina. Right. But he stayed a part of the group. Mm. Constantly in the group chats, constantly talking, keep reaching out to us, and for some reason he just made him. Then you know he kept training jujitsu, so he was let us, he would let us know he was still training. Then he opened up the school, became an affiliate. So even though they're not here, they're still a part of that. That's they're a, still that's that. A, that's
1: a really important thing. You have to create sort of new memories. You like I've got a lot of friends that I knew from high school and this and that. And yeah, you can like have fun with them and like talk about old times. But like if you're not creating new memories with these friends. Right. Right. It, it, it's just like, okay, how many times can I talk about doing this? I mean, Alex
0: Doty, great example. Mm-hmm. You know, he still comes down to train. Yeah. He's still training. He's over at Essential. Shout out, JT Torres. Um, he's training over there. But he comes in. He hangs out with the guys. He's in the group chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Don Badillo, another one. He's training down in Florida. Love
1: those You know, <laughs> Winter
0: Haven BJJ. Shout out to them. Mm-hmm. You know, not affiliates, but they're training. You know, you're taking care of some of my old students. So that means a lot to me. Yep.
1: I even got a text the other day from uh, Christian out in Hawaii.
0: Oh God. Great dude. I've, I miss him. Yeah. But when you leave those mats, the attention goes to the friends that are still here. Yep. Let's talk about the
1: guy that came back recently.
0: Oh, let's talk about it. (laughs) Love that boy. So excited. Love that boy. He's one. I always reached out to, you know what I told him? Yeah. Yeah. I said, I never felt that you quit
1: and I never
0: doubted that you were coming back. Yeah.
1: And He's such a, a superior kind of guy. You know what I'm I saying? Love him. Just just a great dude, Charlie. Charlie. Welcome back, Charlie. Big hat tip, man. Welcome back, Chuck. Love that
0: boy. He's you know, he really was something that he was very special to me. And you know this as well as I do. He
1: was mature, but not weirdly mature. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He, like
0: for a younger guy, he really had his shit together. I early. really saw so many parallels between him and I. Same yeah. way I see like parallels between myself and uh and Justin. You're right, yeah. You know, and I would I would say like where I'm like the wild man, and Justin's a little more reserved. Charlie's that guy in the middle. That's exactly. He's like that middle, guy. but he
1: can be weird too. He can be both. He can play weird, and he's like one of those great actors that can play weird, but also play
0: like the good guy. I would always tell guys, I'm like, you know, people like, man, like, you know, it's great having you and Justin. I was like, if we had Charlie, yeah, yeah, we'd be complete. And I mean, we have Victor, which is such a good coach, but it was just, you know. Especially like those early days. I mean, how many nights would it, it would just be you, myself, and him until no, no. eleven o'clock at We're night. What I remember fuck? dude, I remember there was one night all of our phones rang at the same time and it was our wives. So <laughs> it was eleven fifteen at night. It's like, oh, we gotta go.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: You know, Roy's <laughs> like, Oh, I got a far three minute ride. <laughs> Charlie had like twenty. I was like, I got a forty minute drive back down to Hamilton, boys. I can't remember. I can't believe how long that drive was from was, Hamilton yeah. to here. It sucked. Yeah, I can but you know what it was? I would break it down to like two trips. So okay. it's like once I got out from Montgomery you to Route 1. find landmarks that, that, yeah, that you like, right. I'm, I'm home now. I was like, I'm home in 20 minutes now. <laughs> right. I was like, yeah, but you've been driving for 15 already. <laughs> but like I just like, this part doesn't count. <laughs>
1: You're driving that Lincoln, man, slinking back. I love that Lincoln. One hand on the wheel, the other oh, Fully
0: tinted. It was <laughs> like a Batmobile. <laughs> Jackson Storm, baby. I will never get rid of that car. I love that It's a slick-looking, urban-looking
1: car, dude. Every you know, time,
0: every time I drive it now, like on the weekends, because you don't and
1: stuff. see that car in the in the suburbs too much. That's dude. like you see. I you see
0: it, it. You just don't see it my way. Okay, you don't see it all black with the, with like you know limo tins. I really don't
1: see that many Lincolns out
0: there. They're out there.
1: I've seen like Navigators and Aviators and this. That.
0: Well, yeah, you're gonna see. Well, they stopped making the uh, the uh, MKZ.
1: Oh, did they? Okay.
0: Yeah, they're kind of folk. They're rebranding. So the last year they made the MKZ was, I want to say, like 2021 or 2020, Mm -hmm. and they're rebranding where they're going back to the names. So they went from the, you know, the MKC to the Corsair. They went from the MK this to whatever. So like the lady told me, she goes, they're going to get rid of the MKZ and bring back the Zephyr. She's like, Lincoln's going back to the names. I don't like that name, Uh, Zephyr. I love it. Zephyr, I wanted a Lincoln Zephyr, <laughs> and I remember like, I was like, if I buy that car, I'm gonna put it's kind on of an effeminate name, I'm gonna put on red hot chili peppers. <laughs> Fly away on my Zephyr. But I love my Lincoln, Steph loves Lincolns, she'll probably be getting another one soon. Uh, but it. I get on the weekends, dude. When I drive that car, I'm like, oh, god, you love it god. yeah, I forgot how smooth it was. It is. It's it was like riding like, in your living room, oh my god. <laughs> Rides on rails. That thing is <laughs> love it, love, love it. it,
1: All right, next one. How do you how do you advise somebody to just be a good person?
0: I don't think you can.
1: Okay, because you know when you de- see it, you know when you the person's a good person.
0: Everyone's definition of a good person is different. Okay, and if you take one story and two people tell it, in that same story, the other person is the good person. Okay. So it's all about perspective. So you can't tell someone to be a good person because what's the definition of good? It's your definition of good. There is no broad definition of good. I know some great people that were criminals and I know some horrible people that were, you know, on the right side of the law. I also know some terrible people that were criminals and I know some great people that were on the right side of the law. There is no such thing as good and bad. It's not this black and white world we live in. It's a shade of gray, many shades. And the best that you can do is try to help someone make the decision that's best for them and everyone around them. As far as like telling someone how to be a good person, you can't tell someone how to be a good person.
1: No, really? No,
0: I think there's people right now who are complete pieces of shit that think they're a good person. All right, I'll- I'll... There are people right now who think I'm a complete piece of shit, but I think I'm a good person.
1: (laughs) Okay, you are in my book. You are a good person, but you do have a let's call it a wicked side. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you have a tolerance level, but you're a good person. It's like when I look at my son, I'm just like he's just such a good guy, but maybe they don't want that reputation. You know what they always say? I don't want to be the good guy. I want to be the asshole. No, I think I think you want to be the good guy,
0: but you got to be able to be both. Okay, you've got to be able to be an asshole. Okay. All right. So, perfect example. We got a couple people that want to come train at the school. I'm like, yeah, absolutely, bring them. And they're like, hey, if I, uh, if I bring like you know a couple guys with me from my my current school, mm-hmm. can we get a deal? I was like, sure. I was like, I'll charge you this much. I'm like, well, we only pay this much at our school right now. Right. And I said, perfect. Stay there. Right. Right. And he was like, oh, what, what do you mean? I was that's like, being a good businessman. I was like, but that's. That's part of like, I'm a good guy. I'm going to help you, but at to the same limit, time, though, it's yeah. like, there's a limit. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, listen, I'm not trying to be rude, but you're looking for me. You know the difference between our schools. Right. You yeah, know yeah. the difference between the brand. You're going to pay for it, period. Yeah. And if you don't like it, that's fine. Stay at your current school. Right. On. You know, And I gave them a decent deal. But part of being a good person is
1: being that honest businessman. But you have to be a dick. Right.
0: Like I could have that conversation with someone like this guy's be a, a prick.
1: You're not gonna be a punk. I mean, you're not gonna the just facts. give it up that way. But
0: I could easily be the good guy and be like, you know what? I really want I like you guys. I want you here. <laughs> I'll charge you what you're charging now. And then they come in here and now I got that's not fair. Yeah. How's that fair? If all five of you come in, yeah, I'll give you a deal. Right, right, right. But it's gonna be
1: all five of you. Right. Got it. Wow. So, obviously, good guys have that kind of voice, but, too. But that and comes and a with time. High nasal uh, white guy voice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you say, "hun," Well, okay, I had plans, but I guess I could shuffle things around for you. <laughs> Fucking dork. Sometimes tell your wife no. Yeah. Hey, babe, do you want to come to this? No. what are you gonna do instead nothing sit here with my hand down my pants and scratch my balls right rather be anywhere else than there (laughs) but on the flip side sometimes you got to go to things you don't want to do right on you have to it's that compromise it's that sacrifice Uh uh-huh
1: all right i I get it man it's like when i see a good person though I, i can usually recognize it they yeah. just seem like I just get a sense of honesty from them. I get a sense that like they're not looking to dick me over and, you know, sign me up for the rust proof insurance on my car. And <laughs> listen, <laughs> you know? I'll consider a good person, a person that's honest 95% of the time. Okay. It's just a matter that's of a about, great point. That's a great like, point. Yeah. 95% of the time. Yeah.
0: And it's like the other 5%, depending on how bad that 5% is, might change things. That's like, the, if don't
1: fuck with me. 5%. Well,
0: here's the thing. You could be someone who's good 95% of the time and the other 5% of the time you're tying up families to their fucking beds and killing everyone. <laughs> BTK. Kill that kind of changes things. That 5 percent's really bad. Really bad. You know, or you might be great 95% of the time and then 5% of the time you really like going to strip clubs right, and spending yeah. money
1: on strippers. So You got to have a little dirt under the nails. Got, got it. Or something. <laughs> Anyone who's
0: like super clean, I'm like, Oh, you're something, something. The cleaner they are, the right. nicer. And I'm like, oh, you, you're into some shit. <laughs> yeah, you got some kinks.
1: Sooner or later, there's something going oh, on. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and they start yeah. saying things like, you know, well, you know, we'll we'll cover everything, soup to nuts. I'm like, oh, you fucking kill people. Right. <laughs> so when you meet those like, like those stereotypical, older like, than white, now types, Oh, those yeah. like white dudes. You know, the neighbor, like Mr. What was the neighbor's name? Uh, from The Simpsons.
1: Oh, Ned Flanders.
0: Yeah, when you meet that Ned Flanders type. You totally like, know it, Nettie. Yeah, there's <laughs> bodies in Ned's basement. <laughs> there are bodies down there.
1: And one of the funny things is, is that he was—he like completely embodied that role. In other words, he wasn't a bad guy. And there was just one episode where he went bananas. I remember that episode. <laughs> you know, but for the most part, he was a good guy. And nobody liked him. I don't know. He opened the leftorium, though. He did. <laughs> but his <laughs> wife died young. Yeah, yeah, that was a little... Yeah, a little heavy. Yeah,
0: Simpsons. Good show. Love
1: that show. Great show. Speaking of, I was having this discussion the other night where this guy did the usual shtick with me about religion. He's like, you know, you can be a good person without God. You can be a good person. I said, yeah, there are good people without religion. So how would you be a good religious person? In other words, not overstepping it, but having that nice, deep sense of faith.
0: Well, I would say the best way to be a good religious person is to not consider yourself religious.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Consider yourself more of a spiritual, faithful person. Right. <clears throat> it's so funny you bring this up. I used to have, I used to call it the uh, the Burger King rule or the McDonald's rule or the fast food rule. I hope people are taking notes. Jeez, this was, this was my idea of religion. All right. Right now you watch TV. McDonald's is going to have a certain ad. Right. I think right now it's the Cardi B and right. uh, offset uh, meal, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they're pushing. That's what they want you to come in to get. The McRib is back. That's what they want you to get. Right. But if you go to McDonald's and order chicken nuggets or a Big Mac or something that they're not pushing, they don't get upset. They're just glad you came into just glad in. the are you're in
1: the house. Exactly.
0: I believe that God is the same way. Okay. There's so many options. There's Hinduism, Islam, Judaism, Christianity. And then even within those umbrellas, there's many different shades. Yep. I don't believe that God's upset if you pick the wrong one. Okay. He's just glad you picked one. Right. That's my belief. Yeah. And you can learn from people. I've also shared with this with you where I believe that a lot of these religions, it's the same stories, just different characters which it's no is no different than if we went to a party saw a fight break out and then they asked four people what happened four different versions of the story right and that is religion you find the side of the story that you most resonate with and you go with it right
1: see the discussion we were having was in terms of ethics though which is where really aside from the practice of religion i'm thinking you pick up your ethics from your religion to a large extent you do. no no he's like no way i learned it from my father and i'm like dude where did your father learn it from right Sooner or later you get back to this sort of moral imperative thing
0: You're gonna get to a point where someone's like "You got it from church.
1: You got it exactly You got it from somewhere and you don't get it without yeah. God
0: yeah, it got passed down from someone right, you know, it's just like genetic traits It's like man, but what well, why does my son have blue eyes? Mm-hmm. I don't have blue eyes. Bingo Did your dad have blue eyes? No, but my grandpa, grandpa did, did. it's like ah, there you there, go. There, there's the connection and So did the mailman <laughs> <laughs> but he was a good church-going mailman. He was a good... He was making deliveries. Um, yeah, but I, I just think, you know... And I'll tell you right now, just from working at restaurants, the the religious crowd, the mm-hmm. church crowd on right. Sundays, they're the worst. Tippers? The worst everything. Really? Why? They're the worst behaved. They are so rude for the most Seriously? part. Yeah, they get this wow. whole... Number one, and all of them are old. All right, number two, they get this holier-than-thou thing because they're like, I went to church today. Right. You went to work like a heathen. Now go get me my Cheddar Bay biscuits. It's like, hey, dildo Hop face. it, boy. Yeah, it's like, listen, <laughs> chop, Dick, chop. Weed, if I wasn't here, you wouldn't have those biscuits. Right. <laughs> it's just, I remember this one girl, poor girl, like the order got messed up and something. Yeah. It wasn't her fault. It was a crazy day. It was Sunday. It's the worst mm-hmm. day. And... Um, This lady was like You know what honey It's not even your fault This is the devil The devil is trying To ruin our day Because we praise The Lord today So I'm not gonna And she's yelling And she goes I'm not gonna let you Impact my day Satan This girl burst into tears She's like It's not the devil She's like She's the devil You ordered You removed You created a different meal By the way If you're one of those people That goes to a restaurant Order something And then take something off And substitute with this And I don't want avocado Can I get extra tomato Stay home Stay home Right. If you want to make one or two adjustments, that's fine. Wow. Can I get this burger but no avocado? That's easy. But when you start inventing your own meal, stay home. <laughs> because it's going to get ruined. And they're going to say, Jesus, what is so hard? Everything. Right. Because we don't make that. Yeah. You're asking for something that's not on the menu.
1: Look, it comes out of a plastic bag. They nuke it as your meal. So. Hey. All right. So next one. How do you be a good husband? <sighs> that's easy. <laughs> just follow one. my lead. You know, grab them by the ass, tell them they're hot, and just—that <laughs> is important. Be
0: uh, present. I will say that honestly. This is my honest answer. Be present, and okay. that's something that I really try to work. Girls on. appreciate
1: that. <coughs> they want. They, listen, they married you for a reason. They love it's, you. They respect you, and this and that. But listen, it's you a got a to be in of, their lives.
0: It's a lot of effort, especially on my end, because there's a lot of things I need to do. You know, with. You know, I have a school. I have a full time job, yeah. the podcast, the things with ADCC. There's a lot of group chats. There's a lot of messages. There's a mm-hmm. lot going on. So I really try to make it a point when I'm home. Once I get home, two, three in the afternoon on Saturday, you focused. Till Sunday, we go to bed. I really try to be present. Wow. Which is hard because I do just want to sit there and play on my phone for two hours <laughs> and play my dart game and you know just veg out, but I can't. I have to give my kids time. I have to give, you know, Steph was so excited. I got home work from work early on uh, Tuesday. And the first thing I did was, you know, there was like a couple plates in the, in the sink. Mm -hmm. I did those. And then the things that were in the dryer rack, I put everything away. Look at you. So she came home and she's like, all right, Juliana, I'm going to put the dishes away. She goes, oh my God, did you put away the dishes? And I was like, yes, I did. She goes, wow. think that's Steph's love language, by the way. now could
1: you like, if you go too much, then they become like way too expecting that behavior. Uh, you gotta just give them a taste of it. Well, it's funny.
0: I'm notorious for doing dishes and leaving like two forks in the sink.
2: <laughs> and she goes, I don't know why you
0: always do that. Just finish it. And I tell her, I'm like, because if I finish it, it'll be perfect. <laughs> right. And if it's perfect, you'll expect it all the time.
1: So that's the advice you're giving people. Yeah. don't be perfect. Every that, now, that 95% roll, but you yeah. got to have 5% of... Yeah, 5 to 10%. <laughs> right. yeah. You're still in an A range. You don't want to give them everything you yeah. got. In and if holster. you're
0: entertaining and funny, I'll take 85%. Righto. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course you? that guy's a shithead. He's hilarious. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, I think women want that though. I think mm. they want a husband to like be a little bit of a social director.
0: I think they also want a husband that as much as they love and respect, there's got to be an aspect there that kind of scares them.
1: Oh, without a doubt, yeah.
0: Like they need to know like this guy. Can't be pushed. Will lose his shit. Yeah. And when he does, it's going to be bad.
1: I always say that about being a father. You got to have that, that that little bit of crazy in you. Yeah. Every now and then to show the kid. like, Oh, if I ever raise my
0: voice to Juliana, she cries. <laughs> because i don't do it often benny i do it all the time he hates it it scares the shit out i got of a me.
1: question for you about your kids too mm-hmm. i met them the other day at the by way, we didn't even talk about promotions but uh oh, we gotta talk about that yeah i met them the other day they got all shy around me yeah they're shy are they i was yeah. under the impression that like you know
0: no man there's they're six and four you gotta remember like right. how often have my kids seen you
1: never yeah. yeah i think that was the first time i've ever met them yeah.
0: And here's the thing. And this is what I tell people. Geeky bald guy talking to them. I rather my kids do that when they see someone new.
1: Right. And to be
0: like, hey, what's going on, guy? (laughs) Because then it's like anyone can be like, oh, hey, what's up, buddy? They shy and they go to their mother and then I tell them like, hey, this is okay. And then they kind of relax a little bit. Okay. They're always like that. You know, and that's. The one thing you never do, you never want to force a kid to like hug someone or shake someone's hand and right. just let them be themselves because then you start making them think like, no, no, no. I know it's a stranger to you, but say hi, say hi. Right. Then you say, yeah, don't yeah. talk to strangers. It's very you know, contradictory. One of my best friends, uh, Travis, the first time he met Benny, he was like, hey, what's up, dude? And he went to give Benny a high five. And I think Benny was like four at the time. Right, right. And Benny shied away. And he's like, it's okay, buddy. I'm a stranger. You don't know me. That's good. You should go to your mommy. He goes, but I'm friends with your dad. And when you're ready and you're comfortable, come give me a high five. Ah, that's beautiful. And I was like, that's smart. Yeah. That's how you got to treat little kids. People get offended all the time when they're like, oh, why aren't they saying hi? It's like, they don't know you.
2: Yeah,
0: They're four and six. Even if they saw you six months ago, that might as well have been 10 years ago. They're babies. Yeah. I I get shy around people that I met six months ago. Like, hey, what's going on? I remember when I'm like, hey, what's going on, dude?
1: I'm like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) Mm-hmm. I mean, Benny was really good with his uh, plastic gun shooting at me. So I'm like, buddy, <laughs> buddy it. you got me." <laughs>
0: he, does it. he does it to me every morning. I'm like, "What's going on, Bud?" And he looks at me like, <laughs> "He's so funny." Okay, he is so excited because Mario Super Mario Brothers world movie comes out next Coming Wednesday. Out. Nice. Good we for got him, the bud. tickets. We are ready. I he love is, it. I love he it. is excited. <laughs> super excited
1: all right speaking of how would you recommend being a good father (sighs) love your kids all right let me make this a little easier for you i sometimes get it because i had an only kid an Mm -hmm. only son i get accused sometimes of being my son's friend Mm -hmm. okay we are very very close and very open in this and that so i think there's got to be a percentage of father versus friend What is that percentage? I think it's a fluctuating percentage. I think as your kid gets older, you can kind of shift it a
0: little bit more in one direction. Right. But like right now, as much as I love playing with Benny and you know he's my little buddy, I'm his dad. Mm -hmm. That's number one. So it'll very quickly go from, hey, we're friends having a good time to knock it off. Yeah. Now you're going too far. I said stop.
1: Clean your room or or do this or that. Got it.
0: Yeah. So, but- I always judge it based on how he treats me at the end of the day or at the end of the night. Because, you know, some days I'm more firm with him than others. But when the night's over, he's always like, you know, Dada, can you lay with me for a little bit? Ah, that's great. And like, he wants to cuddle up and lay with me. And then when I leave, he's like, now mama, (laughs) dude, the bedtime routine is so. (sighs) It's getting longer and longer.
1: Probably. It's
0: the longest hour and (laughs) 10 minutes of my life, of my life. I'm remembering it now too. Like, let me tell you something. Anytime Steph and I are planning to have some alone time and have some fun, by the time bedtime is over, you're exhausted. Don't we're not touching each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I need to lay (laughs) and shut my brain off. Because it's go upstairs, put on pajamas, brush your teeth, and that's an ordeal. Because now they have questions. They got this, they got that. Uh, I gotta go poopies. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. So now (laughs) thirty minutes have gone by and they just put on their pajamas. Did you brush your teeth? Yeah. Did you brush all of them? Nope it's like, okay, because wow. he'll just brush the front. Then he's got to go in and brush the back, brush the top, brush all this. Then they come back out. Then now it's story time. We do two stories. He picks one, she picks one. Do the quick stories. Then we got to tell her to be quiet while it's his story. She doesn't want to stop talking, Threaten to take her to her room. Then eventually she quiets. Then we start reading her story. Now we're like, Benny, stop. It's her turn. Like
2: It's yeah. going
0: back and forth. Then they start asking questions, and now we start getting into conversations. Yeah, yeah. Then it's like, all right, say goodnight to each other. I lay with him. Then Steph lays with Juliana. We switch. I go into Juliana's room. (laughs) She looks at me. She's like, chocolate video? Because she loves this guy that I watch on Instagram, uh, Amari Gouchon. He's this French pastry chef who's got a a school in Vegas. He's incredible. He's like the Gordon Ryan Uh of chocolate making. He's got like 3 million followers. It's crazy. Put that into perspective. Gordon, greatest Nogi Jiu-Jitsu grappler of all time. The Michael Jordan of our sport. 800,000 followers Amari Gushan, chocolatier 3 million followers yeah levels (coughs) that's why I don't put a lot of stock into like the social media it's like you can have someone like Tom who's like one of the biggest names in jiu-jitsu definitely one of the biggest social media draws definitely one of the biggest DVD sellers right like he is a staple in this community jiu-jitsu yeah and he's got you know like 300,000 followers that's a shit ton of followers but now let's put in perspective there's a guy that only eats hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got 1.2 million hot, followers. Hot ones. So it's like, you know, it's it's a lot. And like that's, you know, Tom does a great job of monetizing those follows and those leads. But for me, it's like, this guy's eating hot sauce. He's got 1.2. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to kill myself
1: to there's get a million guy, followers. They, there's a guy that I love to watch. <clears throat> he, he gives like uh, male clothing advice and having to be a male. He's got like 8 million followers. Alpha M, fantastic, dude. Uh, eight million followers. that's a lot. There's a guy that talks about colognes, perfumes.
0: He's got like two or three million followers. Yeah. I mean, that that's it's a lot easier than getting choked out and punched in the face. That's big for sure. time. It's big a lot time. easier. You just gotta be good at it, and you've gotta work because yeah. it, it it is. People don't realize like to create that content on I, TikTok, it's work, definitely. man. Like that little two minute clip. You know, you're putting at least eight hours of editing in there. You got to so, record it, break it. It's, it's a lot.
1: So let me ask you this then. the This is going to touch home a little bit. So just, you know, why would someone not be a good father in the sense that, like, why would you want to miss out on this? And the reason I'm bringing it up is because uh, Sam McHale, our, our mutually great friend, uh, posted a bunch of pictures of him in the car with his, his, his uh, son. And I said, that's what life's all about. Why would someone not want that in their life? I just don't understand it. Like, I don't understand a guy that, that becomes a, a father and just like walks away or, or has kids at a wedlock and just says, fucking, I'm out of here. I, I think it's a couple things. I think
0: it's number one, it probably happened to you. Okay. So you're kind of like, whatever. Um, I think another one is you might not know exactly what you're missing out on. Yeah, You know, like I bring up my dad, for example, and he, you know, he, you know, nothing, invo- no involvement with my, me and my sister. And it's like, man, like, how can you do that?
1: But he also had four other kids. And if you talk to those kids. Not at the same time or afterwards? Afterwards. Okay. So maybe he just said, you know what? I fucked up. I'm really going to. Yes.
0: And, you know, apparently he's done a great job with those four. and He's a great dad. Okay. And that can be very true. Yeah. You know, like if you ask my, me and one of my other siblings from that side, uh, you know describe this man as a father I'd be like piece of shit right they'd be like he was great and right, he, right both of right, us I are telling you. the truth i just don't think at the time he knew what he was missing out on right and it was an easy process then he had his other kids and i'm sure he feels a certain way about what happened with my sister and i but i think by the time he got to that point he just i just never think he had the uh the balls to try to rectify that yeah and say like look i messed up that's hard for people to say like i fucked up without a doubt you know, so But
1: sometimes I look at these guys that just like make the choice, for instance, not to have kids or to not be a part of their kids' life, and I'm like, You're really, really missing the boat. I think it's a better decision to not
0: have kids than to choose to not be in a kid's oh, life. Without a doubt. Because even if that kid turns out okay, you did some damage. Without a you doubt. You did damage. There are things there that you caused. You know, but then you get the guys that do stick around. Because they're going to be there and then they're just, they hate life so much because they got to raise. It's like, you would have been better off just leaving.
1: Or they're miserable because they don't have the money to live the way they want to live. You should have left.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and I think it's very different for, especially for fathers, because it it is a different relationship that you have with your children. Mm -hmm. I will never have the relationship with my kids that my wife has without it. Yeah. Because they didn't grow inside me. Yeah. She's literally been with them since the moment they were conceived. Yeah. They've been in her. She's been nurturing them, taking care of them. They fed from her what she ate, they ate. That is a bond I'll never have. That is why if Benny makes Benny or Juliana make a whimper in their sleep, she shoots out of bed. Right. She's like, did you hear that? And I'm like,
2: <laughs> I'm like, huh.
0: Oh. <laughs> like, but her, she's like, being a mother is such an incredible thing and sometimes I look at her like when the kids come downstairs, they're being annoying or like she was like, Mom can I get some water? I look at her and I look at Steph and I'm
1: like, She grew in your belly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she's I'll, like, th- I'll
1: give you an interesting thing. As they get as you guys get old, okay, let's call it like sixties, seventies kind of thing. Woo! Yeah, exactly. Your kids are gonna turn it around and they, they kind of take care of the mom a little bit more than they take care of the dad you know dude benny had
0: parent teacher conferences and uh the project that they had on the on the board was when i'm sad i when i am right. sad i when i am sad i maybe like 22 kids in his class 20 kids in his class yeah i would say at least 12 of them all had the same answer really when i am sad i hug mom when I'm sad, I like when mom hugs me. Of course, Benny was like, I hug my mom. <laughs> right, Some right. was like, pet my cat. One little girl was like, when I am sad, I like to eat. Wow, this like, is somebody really might wanna, interesting. Somebody might want to tell her, that's not how you cope. Right. And like I said, I was like, dads don't exist. Yeah. I see dads here. I know there's dads that are taking care of their kids. Right. Not one of them was like, oh, I'm sad, I hug my dad. That's mothers, man. Yeah. Because there's a warmth that they gave you physically for a long time.
1: They're also more vulnerable. Something about moms, man. Yeah.
0: You know, but, uh, plus plus
1: I think like, I remember when my dad started like really going down the tubes, it's like, it's like you can't watch someone you looked at as being so strong suddenly be weak. Right. You know, I can see that. And at least with mothers, you can always uh, kind of say, oh, she's, she's like diminishing. But with fathers, it's really hard to watch that. Like when your son, God forbid, when, you know, when you get a little older and you're kind of slowing down, your son's going to be kind of shocked. So in like two years,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try to keep going, man. I'm going to try to keep going.
1: Yeah. I'm like talking with my son the other day and he's like, dad, one of these days I'm going to be able to beat you up. I'm like. No you, <laughs> no you won't no you
2: won't <laughs> i always tell people by the time Benny i'm Ken- running leg locks
1: no way <laughs> oh, yo,
0: you are you're trying you're really working on it Dude, man. I, I love I'm, it
1: i go home and i write this shit down it's so exciting to see yeah because it's really you know you're sitting down you're working with max but with i'll Steve, be really really Fick, i'll be really honest with you the other night when we on monday night when i'm rolling with, with people and i'm trying to pull these things off it's a lot harder to pull off than the videos seem to indicate yeah yeah those videos you're like
0: what it's right there you're like jesus christ you're like where's this foot and they're like i shoved it up your ass old man good luck
1: (laughs) (laughs) like you have this move that like not even a move you have this thing your half guard your leg the one that's uh like uh, holding onto my leg Mm -hmm. rather than the shield is wrapped around my ankle Mm-hmm. And I'm like, kind of, I can't get that shit off to do the, uh, the, uh, turner the corkscrew on it. Yeah. And I'm like, the same what the video seems to indicate.
0: That's one of those little things that I do that I try to teach people, but like, it's one of those things that not everyone can do. Right. Not everyone can bring their leg over and turn their foot that yep, way. That's and get what that it lock. is. That's what it is, man. So like I can teach it. and some people are like, I can't move my foot that way. Yeah. I'm like,
1: well, I can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> of course you you're like maybe it's because you have no ligaments in your ankle that that's a hundred percent maybe it. so this the- is
0: a true story when i was in my mom's womb i was not in the regular fetal position okay i was actually in like a frog position okay. so i was like, oh, like, like okay. yeah like okay. in butt out my legs flared out sort of like Instead, the turtle position yeah on the bottom okay got it but my legs weren't like straight like my knees were flared oh, that's out crazy wow so they you wanted flexibility to put, there they wanted to put me in braces when i was a kid uh-huh. and my mom was like no so instead she just had to like hold my legs in place every yeah, night yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. it was horrible she said i would like cry bloody murder oh, and i remember when i was like a little little kid like five years old i remember like crying at night because my legs would hurt so mm-hmm. bad like just right mm-hmm. in the bend of my knee was always so painful right. um my sister today this, to this guy she's like she's like my God, I couldn't get that thought out. My sister till this day right. says that that's why I was able to run fast. She's like, your ligaments formed weird. So by the time <laughs> you straight up, she's like, it was just so tight. It we was like.
1: They took for that with uh, Michael Jordan. Yeah, They said he, because he had a like a, uh, a a different kind of upbringing, childhood with his legs. That's how he was able to get explosion. I believe it. Unbelievable. I believe it. Good shit. Yeah. I'm Good convinced Benny's going to be a WWE star. I,
0: just... I love it love WWE Wrestlemania is next weekend Or this weekend I might let him you, You're go.
1: not going You're gonna watch it?
0: I might watch it Nice Have him watch it for the first time beauty, beauty. Especially because it's like Rey Mysterio He's um, coming back? Rey Mysterio's been back I do not know But his son Dom Mysterio Is another WWE star Okay And one of the headlines Is they're fighting each other
1: Serious Yeah I'll give you the family That's like kicking ass In the WWE Is like These like Samoans You get oh, Roman yeah. Reigns You got the Rock, obviously. Well, Roman Reigns. You got this. Is a real lineage. Roman like Reigns related to the Rock? That's my point. They're like it's cousins like, or something. They're right? all related, seemingly.
0: Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Speaking Wrestling speaking
1: family. of that, speaking of like real real close guys that I, I God damn, I I wanted to make a comment about Rex. I love this guy. He's one of our students, and he yeah. just had a, oh man, he had a bad health thing, yeah. and I love this guy. I mean, really, really. I hope he does. I hope he does okay. He's gonna be okay. I talked to him. I made sure he's alright. I I spoke to him about four or five days ago.
0: You know, he's he's one of these guys that he lives everything he does. Everything he does, he does it hard. Yeah. Right. And he does it a hundred percent. And his work schedule, his training schedule, like he's just going balls to the wall, hundred miles an hour. And I told him what my nutritionist told me. Right. He's like, your body feels fine because the abuse you put it through becomes normal. He's okay. like, however, it's not fine. He's like, you can redline a car for, you know, 20 miles, 50 right. miles. Yeah, 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 And you're going to be like, this car is going to do it. And then out of nowhere, poof, wow. it's going to go. He's like, your body does the same thing. And I told him, I was like, dude, you got to get your sleep. You got to do- yeah, fix sleep your diet. That well. His sleep patterns are all over the place. He said he's got apnea too. Yeah, he's got a lot of things going on. Um, I don't want to violate any HIPAA laws, but.
1: But you talk know, it about, was like one of our favorite people on the planet.
0: Dude, Holy when, he, shit. when he texted me, I was like, I was like, are you joking? Yeah. Like, are you just saying that? He's like, no, no, for real. So I was like, Jesus Christ. But, and I, and, <laughs> and I told, we just
1: saw him at the, at the promotions. Yeah, that literally was the weirdest that day, thing
0: that day. And I told Steph, I was like, that's, that's how fragile life is. Without a doubt, I was like, you wake up and you're making plans for Friday. You better hope you get to Monday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to so. live that way. Cause like, like when you play football, you got to play with abandon. Yeah. But you got to know.
0: <laughs> so love you, buddy. He's going to be good, though. We're going to take Hope care of so. him. I
1: so. God damn, I love that. <clears place. throat> okay. Uh, how do you be a good student? Shut your mouth
0: and listen. Okay, that's the first thing I wrote down. <laughs> listen. That's so easy. That's so difficult for some people. It is. You know, you say something like, but what if, but what? But it's like, but what if you just shut your mouth And listen to what I said and tried it. You might learn. It's difficult for people to be a good student. And I say this to people all the time. One of the reasons I think I was able to accomplish anything in the athletic realm. You know, I had some athleticism. I had some skill, some talent, not a lot. But I was always very coachable. I've always been very good at shutting my mouth, checking my ego, and doing what you tell me to do. You say to do it this way, I'm going to trust you entirely, and I'm going to
1: do it that way. That's my thing. I I, I said to be a good student, you have to first buy into the program. Right. You have to buy into the person that's teaching you. Mm -hmm. You have to buy into your football coach. You have to buy... Unfortunately, I didn't buy into my football coach. I thought he was an idiot, but... Mm-hmm. I get the <laughs> But you got to buy into the program mm-hmm. that the guy that's leading you, that's teaching you these things really knows what he's doing and take, can take you to these different
0: levels. I, I tell everyone, I'm like, first thing you got to do, figure out what you want. Let's talk about jujitsu, figure out what you want out of this sport, mm-hmm. find someone that can give you that. But at the same time, find someone that you can mesh with because not everyone's coaching style is going to be perfect for you. Right. You might be like, you know what? I know this team's great, but this team's pretty good too, and I like their coach a little bit more. Go there. Or you might be someone that's like, I need someone who's gonna be like this. I need that strict regiment up Mm -hmm. my ass. I like this style. This is where I'm gonna go. Right. You know, there's a reason why, you know, some guys love Gracie Baja, some guys love 10th Planet. You gotta find what vibes with you and what's gonna help you get to your goals and go with that. If you wanna be, you know, A world champ or an you know check your instructor what have they done what have they accomplished yeah yeah. who have they trained under you know is he a black belt from a guy who got a black belt from a guy who's got a black belt from a guy who got a black belt from you know hoist it's like well you're pretty far removed you know or has he been like in in the field has he been on the front lines has he been doing it can he learn i don't think i don't that doesn't mean necessarily that the instructor has to be a world champion John right. Danaher hasn't won any when no. world titles. Um, you know Brian Glick is another one. He's he's a genius, but he hasn't won any world titles. But they've been in the room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They know what it takes. Yeah. They know the caliber. They understand the sport. They understand the skill necessary. Figure out what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, You know it's very rare you find someone like you know unfortunate like I shouldn't say unfortunate but it's very rare you find someone like a Tom and I say unfortunate. It's like of course I'm going to like be biased and use my instructor, but like you find someone like a tom who did it as a competitor has done it as a coach right and has done it as a school owner yeah he has yeah. done all three so you can learn if you want to run a successful school you can learn from him if you want to be a competitor you can learn from him you want to fight mma you can learn from him there's so much you can do you want to learn how to coach you can learn from him right 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 you know he's coached world champions he's got a school with i think like 5 600 students at this point you know he's comp- he's won world championships he's it, you're He's not gonna done fi- it. He's done it. On all, you're not going to find and you, everyone. You
1: buy into him. You buy into him as well as his program at that point. And you're not going to find a lot of people that have all three of those. Yeah. yeah. It's, it a,
0: it's tough, man. It's tough. Yeah, yeah, man. I think that's what it takes to be a good student. Find someone you can vibe with, find an instructor you trust that can help you accomplish your goals. And then once you're there, understand you chose to be there. Yeah. They yeah. didn't come looking for you, you went looking for them. Now shut right. up right.
1: and learn. So let's flip that. What makes a good teacher?
0: Mm, someone who's willing to listen. Okay. A good student, someone who's willing to learn. A good teacher, someone who's willing to listen. And sometimes you're listening with your eyes. Sometimes you're listening with your ears. Sometimes you're just kind of listening with your heart. And mm-hmm. you just kind of get a vibe. You got to look around the room, look at the class. How's the code so Every now and then something's happening around here. I'm like, I got to change something up.
1: Really? You know? What do you mean? Yeah, like,
0: like lately it hasn't been going on. Like we're We're... Doing well right now, but like if I notice like class numbers are going down, or I get a couple cancellations in the kids' right. class, it's okay. like gotcha, gotcha. It's like what are we doing? We got to figure this out. Like something, something shifted. You know, and like we're heading towards the summer, so always it's you know, here come the freezes. But um, you know, it's just little things like that. You got to be in tune. You know, is there someone that people don't want to train with? Is there someone that everyone want? Perfect example, someone like Justin. Every class, people were like, Hey, can you pair me with Justin? Professor, can you pair me? You got to hear that. It's like, why do they want to always go with Justin? You start paying attention, be like, Oh, this guy can break it down. Now let's help the school get better. Hmm. He's going to get paired up with everyone by becoming a coach. Right. And now look, he's, you know, he won't be here for long.
1: Yeah, I know. <clears throat> so i even like be the, here for long i even like this shirt it's a team renda on it future kimono <laughs> that's a great look that's a great shirt yeah he's great he's, absolutely it's just a shame he's moving to so cold a place Vermont. well he's not going anywhere yet Vermont. But when the come day, on Justin, when the day the comes
0: hell? when the day comes you know but he'll be a black belt and he'll be ready because oh, there still God. are some things that he's gotta you yeah. know he's got the x's and o's yes he does but you know there's a little bit more than that yeah. You know, if it was just about X's and O's, you know, every guy that's ever well, won a world a championship. Great, he, uh, I
1: don't want to blow smoke up his skirt too much, but it's like he's got a really as close to the total package as I've ever seen as far as a guy that's just not a black belt yet.
0: Yeah. No, he's got, he's got phenomenal qualities. Yeah. Great qualities. I mean, just
1: a really good dude. Not a pushover, not mm-hmm. like too jerky, just a, a complete package. And I, and I always... Like, you notice it as soon as he walks in. You know? he.
0: Uh,
1: I feel that it, way about Max, too.
0: It's great to have him. Max is great because he's on his way up. He's so young. Yeah. And Max is kind of... I don't want to say doing it the right way. It's like
1: I could see certain people owning a school,
0: you know? I'll tell you who's another one who's an unsung hero. Um, Mac, well, what Max is doing, he's great. And he's getting, like... Justin is almost like someone who goes to college and then enlists. Like, you're coming in as a you know, as a, as a, you know, lieutenant or you're coming in as an officer. He has
1: college, so he comes in as the officer, right?
0: Right to the adult class doing that stuff. Max is doing it the hard way. He's doing it the way I did it. It's like, you're going to start
1: coming through the ranks with the kids. Yeah.
0: And like the day's going to come where I'm like, Max, you're done with kids. We got a new blue bell who can take over or purple bell. Right, right, right. He's going to be like, thank God. (laughs) But that's where you learn. I tell everyone, if you really want to become a good coach, learn how to teach little kids. Yeah. If you can, if you can keep three to five year olds in line for 30 minutes, adults is easy.
1: Yeah. Easy. Yeah. But you could just see it as my point. Yeah. Then you have
0: someone like Victor, same,
1: thing. Sa- same thing. Yeah. Same you sort know? of guy. Even Steve, Steve teaches a great class.
0: He really does. But those are guys like, look at them. They all came up under me, right? Know. They're all learning the way I do it. None of them teach like me. Yeah. They all have like a certain style where you can tell they trained here and they learned from me. But I, I, I want them to be themselves. I don't want five Professor Miguel's. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. uh, you're just going to get shitty versions of it. But they all have their own way mm-hmm. that works. And all of it is a Montgomery BJJ way. Mm. It, it goes with the school. And they'll be able to open up their own schools one day. Right. And take what they learned here and do it their way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they'll succeed. It's just learning little things. Right. And some of those things I'm still learning. You know, I still reach out to Tom for help with certain things, like, "Hey, like, how do I get to this point?" You know, like our schools, you know, we're doing okay, right? But you know, we're not at 300 students yet. We're not at 400. We're not at 500. I don't own a building, so I'm still learning along the way. Right. The benefit for them is because we're so early in our, you know, in our in our history in the history of our school, you know, they're kind of learning as I'm learning it. They're learning it mm. real time, and I share it with them, like, guys, like this is what you do. This is what you need to do. You know, and some of the mistakes that I've made, I tell them, like, don't make those mistakes. Yeah. I was like, I should have listened to this. I should have done
1: that. Right. But, well, that's uh, part of being a good student. Just like you said, be open to what the guy you, yeah. that's leading the uh, the parade yeah. here is what they're, what they're yeah. trying
0: to do. I, but going back to the original question, I think another part of being a good coach is that um, kind of how I was talking all those guys could have their own schools. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't intimidate me. And it doesn't make me feel or like... You'd be surprised. Pride. It doesn't make me feel like, oh shit, I'm going to lose them. Well, there's some schools, you know, that I've seen where like, you know, once the students start becoming more accomplished in the instructor, the instructor develops a weird behavior. And they're like, no, they're not really? There. Yeah. It, dude, it's notorious in is it? Yeah. Know. When okay. you see like teams break up or someone left, it's like, there's something there. I desperately want my students to achieve everything they want out of the right. sport. Yeah. And a good teacher will do whatever they have to do to help you get that. Even if it means sending you somewhere else. Right. Saying, you know what? You've done great. But like, you need that next level. Yeah. Go to Texas. Go here. Like right. Time to go. And you see guys all the time, like they leave their schools and the instructor's like, you know, they're going to go start training with the death squad. You know, right. they're going to go down to Austin. And it's like, yeah, like they made that right. decision where it's mm-hmm. like, I want to be a pro. And we're seeing that in Jitsu now, especially since the last ADCC, there is a clear distinction in... Between pros and amateurs. Absolutely. But that wasn't always the case. You could do a grappler's quest and get a, you know, Lovato or someone in and be like, all right, let's see what happens. You might shock them now. No way. Right. There is a clear difference in levels. There's a chasm. Dude, Cyborg did the grappling industries and killed people. It's like that guy shouldn't be out there with random black belts. Like he's yeah, just going to yeah, run yeah. through. He's a star. He's a stud. Right. You know, this is a guy who's like top in the world. I agree, man. Uh, this is going to get really, really weird here. Oh boy. Well, worst case scenario, we just edit it. hour
1: and 29 minutes. How do you get good in bed? <laughs> Next. How do you get good in a relationship? In other words, you're not a husband. How do you control your relationships? Women-wise.
0: Is, I'll tell you what.
1: Here's what I think you need. God, tell me. This is my honest belief. Because I think you did it right. I, I, you know, I'm listening to you guys talk. It's like, I, I got married young. I don't know. What the hell? I think to get good
0: in relationships, yeah. right? It's not about having many. Because that's not always going to make you better. It might make you, make you better at one thing. You Techn- know, practice makes perfect. you might make you technically better with Ma- the more if roles. You, if you do it the right way. <laughs> okay. Because some guys roll like shit for a whole year and never get better. You got to work on certain parts of your game. Right. But as far as relationships, everyone's always focused about what they want. This is what I want out of someone. I want someone who's right. right. Okay. I want this. Fuck that. Figure out what you don't want. Okay. And the way to do that is everybody needs one bad relationship. Oh, without a doubt. You need it. I hope my son has a bad relationship. I hope he dates a complete sucker He gets his heart
1: broken for two years. Yeah. Just that. To-
0: but I also pray that he gets out because right. not every guy does. They get stuck. And the next thing you know, you know, you're 70 and you're telling your grandkids, I never liked your mother, but my son was weak. Same with Juliana. She's going to date a dickhead, but I hope she learns and doesn't get okay. stuck with him. Because then you can figure out. See, what I call want.
1: that sexual maturity. And what I mean it's by It's not that, always sexual. No, no, though. no. Hang on. Let me let me explain what I mean by that. Is You have to have enough relationships where if she says something to you like, I put a ring on it, otherwise I'm out of here. You got to be able to walk away. Let me tell you something. You don't need a lot. That's my point. But you have have to have that maturity. Is my point.
0: Before my wife, I had one and a half real relationships. Mm -hmm. The one I only call a half because it was one semester of college, and we never made anything official because she was just mm, should have known better. But I learned. I learned. Then I had one that was you know four years on and off. You know the on became shorter, the off became longer. But we always just found a way back to each other. (laughs) <laughs> Something to be said for that But she was a terrible person And what she would do Is she would do the whole like I know I've made mistakes I know where I went wrong I've changed I've really been working on myself And she'd be great for about Two, three weeks And I mean, then you Ah, it. there she is again <laughs> You bought it Roy, it got to the point When we, when we broke up <laughs> And the final breakup Was in the car And I'll never forget Like she had like She called me And she was like You know, what are we doing? We're hanging out Like what Right I'm like, why does it have to be anything? I was like, why can't we slow down? Yeah, And I told her, I was like, this is what you always do. You say you change and then you go back to your old self. Why not we just talk for a month or two, see what's going on? I was like, make sure you're not crazy. Yeah, She's like, you make me sound like a monster, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, well, listen, if you sound like a monster in these stories, maybe instead of telling, calling me a bad storyteller, you should probably listen and change a couple things. And I can't remember what she said. She said something, and this is how I ended it. I said, you know what? Just, you know what? Keep being you. And maybe if you're lucky, you'll end up a single, fifty-year-old alcoholic uh-huh.
1: like your mother. Oof. Uh. And I heard that. Anytime you bring up parents, man, they go
0: nuts. I was holding that one for four years. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I switched That's off a hand grenade Dude, in the back here. I switched of off up. of guns, switching to missiles. <laughs> right. I was like, here we go. We're locked in. Goose. Bring up the
1: mother or the father. I
0: was father. like, wow. I was like, goodbye, click. And I remember I drove home so happy because I knew, I knew when I said that, I was like, oh, we are done. I felt it. Like my spirit just said, we're done with that chapter. I got home. I looked in the mirror. I was like, holy shit. What's up, handsome? I felt like I hadn't (laughs) seen myself in four years because I had this demon on my shoulder. But I learned I will not put up with that. Now, let's fast forward. About a year later, I'm with you know, my wife, Stephanie, and I was going to go to Bonnaroo. Mm-hmm. And she she wasn't happy about it. She didn't want me to go. Right. She's like, well, I just like, what are you going to do there? And I was like, go. I listen was like, to you know, fucking good music. Yeah. Listen to good music, drink a little bit, maybe right. partake in some activities that are illegal and have a good time. <laughs> right. And she's like, but I don't understand. Like, I just don't feel comfortable. There's going to be all these girls around. I was like, yeah, there's also gonna be a lot of guys around. Right. I, was like, I was like, what do you think I'm going to do there? She's like, well, do you want to go single? I was like, let me tell you something. If I go single, I'm coming back single. Right. I was like, I'm not playing this game. Part of me wanted to say, you know what? You don't want me to go. We're in a new relationship. Just, I want. That's to what work. I mean by
1: sexual maturity. In other words, the ability to say no right. to the other so person. I was like, I'll,
0: I'll, I'll stay. But that's what happened with the last one. And all yeah. it became was take more and mm-hmm. more yep. and more. Because now they saw it once. That's like I tell guys, if your girlfriend can make you skip jiu-jitsu on one night, she can make you quit. With that, da, da, it's yeah. like, babe, you just went last night. Why don't you stay home tonight? Go tomorrow. <laughs> well, I go on Mondays and Tuesdays? Well, this week go on Monday and Wednesday? And then, all right, you stay home Tuesday. Now, Wednesday, you're like, hey, so is it cool if I train tonight? <sighs>
1: I promise promised we were going to bring in food and we were going to go to a restaurant or we were going to go. It's yeah. like,
0: yeah, but you know, I told you, I was, yeah, I know, but Wednesdays are always our night to do this. And you're like, right.
1: okay. The next thing <laughs> you
0: know, six months go by, you're 30 pounds heavier and she's comfortable because no one's going to date you, you fat pig. Right. And you're not at jujitsu. That's what happens. And any girl who's listening to this and it's like, oh my God, I've seen it many a time. Yeah. Many a time I refused to not go I said I'm going And I told her I was like There are things If if you're going to be with me There are things that I want to do And I'm going to do Now if they're awful And they're terrible And they really make you uncomfortable I'll listen to you I was like But I'm going to a rock festival With my friends Right That I planned before I even met you So I'm going Roy we're together 12 years later
1: that sexual maturity. When I tell the her... The ability to
0: say no. When I tell her, hey, me and the boys were talking about going to Costa Rica. Right. She's like, okay, what are the dates? And I'm like, boom, 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 <laughs> boom, 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 boom. boom. She's, she's like, okay, all right, let me put it in the calendar. Because now she knows I'm
1: going. Right. I'm not doing you stuff every... You set precedence.
0: I'm not going every That's Friday to the bar. That's what I think a big part of relationships.
1: You got to you set precedence.
0: I set bad precedence with my wife, too. Okay. Like when we first moved in together... And she'd be like, I'm going to sleep. And i am like, okay. She'd be like, can you come tuck me in and lay with me? Sure. Now she can't sleep without exactly. me next to her. Exactly. I wish I could go back in time and be like, let her go to sleep by herself. Right. Because now I'm watching TV and she falls asleep on the couch. Not a big deal, but it's like, if you're tired, just yeah. go to bed. Right. And then I can just chill here by myself with right. my own thoughts. Yeah. Because even though you're here, like you're, it's like, I'm not alone. Like, I can't just scroll through the channels and surf and do, like, dumb shit. Like, I kind of got to be aware that you're here. and I just, you know, some peace. Yeah.
1: Some peace. I'll give you a weird one. It just, it stuck in my head as far as, like, a marital lesson. I don't know if you remember the days of Blockbuster Video. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Really. Yeah. I mean, we, we lived on fucking Blockbuster. I love the Blockbuster. But what ended happening is in the beginning of our relationship, I would have to get a movie that would appeal to both of us. And I realized my wife likes two friggin' movies in life, Saturday Night Fever and Dirty Dancing. And I'm like, I can't Dirty keep dancing finding fan- movies Dude, like this. Dirty
0: Dancing is fantastic.
1: So the first time I come back with like Terminator 3 or Terminator 2, she's like, what's this? I'm like, a movie I want to watch. And there you go. Never had a problem again after that. That's it. Set the precedence. We're watching my movies now because you only have two favorite movies. That's it
0: so going on that and and this is so one of the weak points in my by the way I'm glad from, to hear
1: you like Dirty Dancing it was a good I thing.
0: liked it's a good movie
1: Patrick <laughs> nobody Swayze puts, nobody puts baby
0: in a corner Patrick Swayze kills it in that movie he does oh my god yeah. when he puts the rock through the window to open the car he's yeah. like I don't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> such a great story and the good guy in that movie was the scumbag you're talking about and, Rob the oh, waiter yeah and the dirt bag was the best guy in that movie yeah because the problem was his 5% was all people saw <laughs>
1: right? Great point.
0: Always Whereas was the was other black guy, the jacket, his five percent was a piece of shit.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: this guy's five percent was he liked to get laid and you know grind on on chicks.
1: Hey, I just want to thank you, Doctor So and So, for uh, the whole penny thing. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> great movie. What a great movie. Wasn't it?
0: And then you find out that he's like banging all these like right. <laughs> rich wives. <laughs> yeah. And that's the first summer that he doesn't want to because he's got a thing for this chick. <laughs> right. She was hot in that movie, too. Which one? What was her
1: name? Dirty Dancing. What was her name? The blonde? Or are you talking about- The main uh, character. Oh, Jennifer Grey? Jennifer Grey. She was
0: cute. You know, the, <sighs> she got a nose job and ruined it. I
1: know. I know.
0: She should have kept it. I know. <laughs>
1: it's good that nose was adorable. Good looking Jewish girl. Yeah, she had
0: nice this little, cute little Jew nose. Keep that thing. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> she got rid of it. And what happened She got rid of the Junos Lost the charm Completely lost Killed it Killed it Now she looks like Every other shiksa Out there on the exactly. street
1: Although she did win Dancing with the stars I was like shocked. Did she, she had talent. I didn't know
0: That show was still on Fucking hey, man That's Jesus. like a big thing Jesus <laughs> um, So that's that With relationships um, Going with that One of the things With me and Steph Or, or Stefan, uh, and, and Steph me Stefan, and I Was it Because not one of the things I, with, Would it be one of the things With I <laughs> One of the things with me does it really matter It does matter. (laughs) I think it's one of the things with Steph and me. That's how I learned it. If you would use I, you would use... Anyway. So one of the things that we have is I really like watching TV shows with her. So one day she's like, you know, why do you watch these shit shows with me? You know, like Married at First Sight and all that. And I I was like, Steph, because I know you're going to fall asleep during my shows. So (laughs) I said, I really don't care about this show all I care about is about watching something with you oh. and connecting. So we have something to talk about and That's something nice. we can like make jokes about. I was like, so if I got to watch these shitty shows to spend some time with you, I will do it. What a guy. And she was like, that is the sweetest thing you've ever said. To me. I was like, I, and she's like, you, you really mean that? I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't like these shows, but you do. Yeah. So if I know you're going to stay awake to watch Real Housewives, I'll stay awake and watch them with you, even yeah. though I hate this show, but now we have something to joke about or talk about. And when you bring something up, like you're going to go to North Jersey to visit, visit a store, I know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> I throw my wife that, uh, that kind of thing every now and then. She'll be like... Uh, She's watching one of these like dating shows and this and that, and I'll just say, tell, yeah, what's what's going on with that girl or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> they
0: they just want to talk
1: to you about yeah. it. It's the craziest. Well, thing. I'll
0: tell you what. Since I said that, that was like two weeks ago. I told her I, was like, hey, I really want to watch the show on HBO. She's like, what's it called? I was like, Succession. So we right. watched the first episode. Yeah. And she really like tried to stay awake. And she's like, I really like that show. I'm like, dude. She goes, Yeah. She goes, Plus, I know you really want to watch it. And she said, I really want to make an effort to watch one of your shows right. with you. She's like, so if I fall asleep, I'll catch up when you're not home. And sure enough, I got home last night, and she was catching up on the first episode because she missed right. the last twenty minutes. Wow! And then she watched the first twenty minutes of episode two, which I was like, "That's great," because I kind of wasn't paying attention when episode two came on. Right? Because that's what I tell her. She's like, "You watch these shows when I go to sleep, anyway." And I'm like, "No, I don't." I was like, "I leave them <laughs> on, but I stop paying attention." Right. I was like, because now you're not watching it. We're not sharing it. It's just me watching TV alone. Just watch Fauda. Will so you please go, watch that? Oh, already. I know. I got to watch Christ that.
1: Sake. I mean, it's like
0: the, the best fucking show. I know, but I'm trying to catch up on so many shows. <laughs> do
1: it. Whatever. All right. How do you become smart? Read. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> I don't think some people ever become smart. Or here's the thing.
0: I think smart is a very broad term. I know it some is. people that are complete. Street idiots.
1: smarts. Listen. Versus. Smarts, yeah, or? you
0: have some people that are really smart with business, but horrible at other things. Yeah, you have some people that are really you know smart socially, and understand how to understand a social room, but can't maintain a job. So there's there's different realms, you know. Like I know people who are super bright, but social intelligence, nothing.
1: Okay, I think of getting smart as being open-minded. Like
0: I think of get smart as number nine.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hello, uh, chief. This is Maxwell Smart. <laughs> this is Maxwell Smart talking into my shoe phone. She was pretty hot though, Barbara Feldon. Dude, I used to love watching Yikes. Nick at night when I was a kid. I used to love those old shows from the '50s, and '60s. Ninety-nine.
1: Oh, I dream of Cheney. Honeymooners. I dream. My favorites were Honeymooners.
0: Great. Get Smart and Twilight Zone.
1: <laughs> I couldn't watch Twilight Zone because every now and then they they had such freaky episodes. Yeah. They had them like, on Netflix for like a while. Like Mr. Death. Them. With, oh, yeah. Dude, there's some of them now. thinking about that, I get freaked out just thinking about it. Even now, some of those, you watch them now and you're like, man, like the they're graphics are cheesy,
0: but they're scary as shit. They really are.
1: Like the last man on earth is sitting in his living room, suddenly hears a knock at the door. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorites is uh, this one guy made a bet,
2: mm-hmm. a
0: million dollar bet, that he wouldn't talk for a year. Okay. He's like, I guarantee I can't talk for a year. He and the other guy's like, I'll take that bet. Like, well, how are we going to, so they build this glass house, like a little glass box in this guy's room uh-huh. and for a whole year he's trying to make him talk and he wins
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he's like, finally, like, the year's over. He goes, I need my million dollars. I never he, saw this one. Oh, he keeps writing. Okay. And the guy's like, he won. He needs his million dollars. And the fat guy who made the bet was like, I don't have it. Like, what do you mean you don't have it? He goes, when the stocks crashed, I lost everything.
1: <laughs> and I couldn't say
0: anything. this bet was my only way out. Right. I needed this bet. So he tells the guy, he's like, I don't have it. And the guy starts writing. He's like, stop writing. You won. And he looks at him. He writes. He goes, he reads a note. He's like, you removed your vocal cords. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> they both lost everything. So oh they made God. this bet. And the one guy's like, I'll remove my vocal cords to win. They were both living this fake Fugazi Holy life shit. of how rich they were when in wow. reality they lost everything. Holy
1: shit. I never saw that one. About the ones where the aliens came down and they have this cookbook, it said how to cook, and then they move the yeah the next line and it says how to cook humans. I remember that one. <laughs> I mean, the best one is the one with Rob Schneider and the guy on the airplane wing. Uh,
0: you're right. Oh, well, oh, you mean Shatner? Chet, uh, Shatner, William Shatner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was great.
1: Great fucking show. Great show. I used to love like oh man, <clears throat> get smart as awesome. Uh How do you not be boring? I think. I think that kind of like goes with you. You're the, a pretty charming motherfucker. <laughs> uh,
0: here's the thing: I think some of it's genetics because my son very charming, but he come he's like fourth generation charmer. Right. My grandpa <laughs> very charming. His grandfather very charming. Um, <clears throat> you know, I consider myself pretty charming. So right there, you're going down the gambit. And it's like, yeah, he's this, this a fourth generation, just charming <laughs> kid. You know, rumor had it, my father, very charming.
1: Some people just know how to <clears throat> tell a good joke or it's a good story.
0: There. I learned how to tell stories by listening to my aunt, Selena. Really? Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, I couldn't go to the movie theaters, like watch these radar movies. Uh-huh. And she would go. And she would always come back, and she would tell my other aunt or my mom, whoever didn't go, all the movie. And she would start from the very beginning. She's like, all right, so the movie starts. It's the opening credits. The name comes up. Then she starts telling the movie. So she's giving the whole synopsis. Whole synopsis. And then she's telling certain lines. And I remember being a kid. If it was like a two-hour movie, she would spend 45 minutes to an hour breaking down every scene. So by the time it was done, you saw the movie. And that's how I learned how to tell stories, is by listening to my aunt from, like, you know, outside the door or pretend to be asleep in the car while she told the story. And I'm like, like, I felt like I saw the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. As I got older, I would watch the movies and I was like, Holy shit. She was spot
2: on. <laughs>
0: uh, she was also hilarious. Knew how to tell a joke, knew how to tell a story. Awesome. So I learned a lot of it from just watching. I her. thought
1: also like the fact that you were like standing in front of people during your religious childhood. So that taught me I mean, how to, that's, I've seen people like can't tell a joke cause they just are not composed. So here's the thing. So my my aunt taught
0: me how to verbally tell things, how to be descriptive, how to, you know, change your voice, your inflection. She taught me that. But growing up as a kid, giving my sermons in the Kingdom Hall, that taught me how to control a room. Yeah. And you're an eight-year-old kid and you got grown adults judging you on your knowledge of the Bible. Oh, fuck. Well. <laughs> but, like, looking back and like, Look. And then publicly grading you, like, ah, eh, needs a little work. Yeah. um, But, you know, that taught me, like, you know, and my Aunt Rosie would teach me. She's like, make sure you do this. She's like, now, you want to engage the crowd. She's like, when you get to this point, and, like, she would write my sermons for me. Oh, wow. She's like, when I put a comma here, and she would, she would put little dashes. Like, she would end the one word, and she would go, one, two, three. She goes, when you see these dashes, each dash is a second. I want you to hold it. One, two, three. She's that's like, but when you hold stuff. it, she said, engage the crowd. Here's what I want you to do. She goes, don't look at the people. They're going to make you nervous. She's like, look at the corner of the room. Look at the clock. Look at the other corner. She's like, that's going to look that's like you're looking at everyone, but you're not. Right. Dude, they would have to bring the step stool so I could stand up and talk. To <laughs> them. And there I am like, you know, you know, and that one. Two, three, is why we worship
1: Jesus Christ. That's amazing.
0: And like those things like that, that I learned, like how to control the room, like how to get, and you see, like when I teach, I do the same thing. Yeah, you like, create like, and this that is sort is what of wanna, tension. It's like, yeah, it's like, and why do we grab the wrist? To create reactions. Then people are like, oh, reactions, <laughs> but it's controlling that room to then give them that bang. Right. That's awesome. But I learned that at eight years old, and I've just been doing it my whole life.
1: You have to be confident enough to yeah. have those pauses. You don't need to fill every single no. conversation with. Let it simmer, man. Yeah. Let it simmer. That's it. Uh, wow. That's awesome. That's yeah. really good. So, my suicide. Aunt
0: Rosie, so my Aunt Celia taught me how to tell the story. My Aunt Rosie taught me how to deliver that story. Beautiful. You know, two women. Love it. And then of course, my aunt Selene was really into like comedians. So like, again, like I'd like, you know, hang outside her bedroom and you know, she'd be listening to like John Leguizamo or Sam Kinison, rich Sam. Oh, first time I heard <laughs> Sam Kinison, I was like, what the fuck is going on in there? And she was cracking up. He's like, yeah, cause you're just a fucking <laughs> I'm like, Oh my, I'm like, I'm like five years old listening to this. So, I'm like, I should not, you know, John Leguizamo, Sam, She loved Sam Kinison. Um, I'm trying to think who else she really listened to. Well, like those, Richard Pryor, Eddie yeah. Murphy. Oh, Murphy's great. And I heard all these like all, all these albums right. from behind a door. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just like this little kid, like creeping my ear under a door trying to hear this. But I think because I had to listen that way, I truly heard what they were saying.
1: Yeah, and the way they delivered. Man, things, and it was a good they? time for me. Oh,
0: I still, right. I still hope to one day like just go to an open mic night and tell some jokes and
1: see what happens. Just put together five minutes, just to do it. How do you avoid depression? Oh, I don't think you do. Okay. I
0: don't think you do. I think what you have to do is... like. How
1: put, many times have you seen a depressed person? You're like, come on, keep your time chin time. up. Like, nah, bullshit. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. doesn't fly. Exactly. So how do you avoid depression in
0: life? I think depression is like a hurricane. It's like a storm. Okay. it. it you can see it coming. You yeah. know it's coming. You start to feel little changes. You don't know how bad it's going to be. Yeah. Is it gonna be where you're sad for a couple of days, or you're gonna lock yourself into a room, or you're gonna really take it to that next point where you're like, right. I'm tired of being here? But just like a storm or a hurricane, you start preparing yourself for it. You start dealing with it, and you really gotta to learn to control those demons and not let those demons control you. And that is a battle, man. Yeah. That is a battle and a struggle. And it always breaks my heart when people lose that battle. Yeah. But you gotta find a way to understand what's happening and understanding that those voices are not real. They feel real okay. and you think it's true, but they're not. Those feelings are not real. Okay. You are not a piece of shit. You are not worthless. It's not all going to come crumbling down. It wasn't all for nothing. It wasn't. It's not. That is your brain just messing right. with you. So you can't avoid the depression. But what you can do is understand what's happening and understand that you are better than anything that your mind is telling you. And you are worth more than what your mind is telling you. And even if you might be in the darkest time of your life, light is right on the other side of it. But you gotta get through this storm.
1: I also think of like the uh, the Jordan Peterson thing where he says, don't address things that are so large that you know you can't change. Mm. You know, just... That's how it starts. It just snowballs. Yeah. It's something little and then boom, boom,
0: boom, boom. And then before you know it, you're like. You worry about like climate change and this and that. Oh, and you, you can so really go angry. nuts. You can go it's, crazy doing like some that. Some people get so
1: angry and I just don't understand that. That's why I try to avoid the news, man. Big
0: time. I really do because it's like you'll you'll go crazy
1: because yeah. it's all stuff you can't control. That's the thing. It's yeah. like beyond your control. Just make your bed. Start, start with that. Yeah. And Step like, one, make your bed. All right. How do you have class? How do you have style? I mean, I know you're a man that pulls off a pink suit. You showed me a picture tonight of a pale blue fedora.
0: I did. With a pink brim. How do you
1: have class? How do you you get that style?
0: Uh, Someone has to show you it. That's number one. Really? Yeah. I think a lot of it has to come with confidence, too. But just like anything else. I think I have role models. Here's the thing. With style, just like anything else... You got to fail. <laughs> okay. You got to put stuff together. Every now and then look back and be like, what was I doing? <laughs> yeah. I wore a pair of leather pants my sophomore year of high school. Oh. Leather pants with Timberlands. And I'm like, yeah, that was dope. That took balls. It's, but looking yeah. back, I'm like, what the hell was I doing? I was 15. I'm wearing leather pants. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Where am I? Every now and then you make these fashion Jim Morrison? mistakes. <laughs> Jim Morrison going to the fucking high school all of a sudden. Like, hey, I'm here for English. Come on, baby. This, light is, my fire. this is the end yeah it was the end of you, those pants
2: beautiful friend
0: and every time I wore them my friends were like what the hell are you doing <laughs> I'm like
1: were they like at least like regular color or were they red they were black they were like red. I'm talking like Eddie Murphy delirious no nah, they, were, they were black
0: <laughs> I think I'll tell you what I might give myself leather pants just to bring it back give it a try again at my I
1: saw one I was playing a gig the other night a woman came out in leather pants I'm like
0: the women wear it all the
1: time I said to her I go you really pulled those leather pants off Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's I very, like the leather cool. pants I like when I see that
0: Steph's got like a little pair She pulls them off, and then I pull them (laughs) off.
1: (laughs) I get it. (laughs) All right, last question. All right, because we're at the an hour 50. Yeah, we went for that. Well, it's been a while. Yes, it's true. What is the point of life? The point of life. I need you to get all spiritual, philosophical. What is the point of life?
0: Ready? Go, babe. It's an easy answer. Seriously? The point of life is to live okay live do the things that make you scared do the things that make you happy Right. do the things that make you feel good do the things that help other people live don't worry about the next bill or the next day or tomorrow don't worry about what you can't foresee mm-hmm. don't worry about you know well when i when i retire i'll really enjoy europe right. there's no guarantee you're going to make it there right live live and, I, you know, I, I look at what my, my life has done these last couple of years with, you know, the promotions at work and the school growing and ADCC and my kids. And it's like, why are all these things happening? And, you know, part of it is because I, I bust my ass. But I think another part of is because I, I decided I want to live. I want to mm-hmm. do things. I want to try it. You know, like I told you, like, I want to do an open mic night. And it's not me saying, like, I want to be a famous comedian. No, it's because I want to do it. I want to try. I want to get up there. Maybe I'll make some people laugh. Maybe I'll do it again. Who knows? I want to live. So when it's all said and done and I'm taking my last breath and I'm on a bed and I'm looking at all my family members and my grandkids and maybe great grandkids and maybe like I have some old students like 70 years old waiting in the back, 80 years old, I can look back and be like, holy shit, I fucking lived and now I can die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then who knows what happens? I don't think that death is the end.
1: I'm trying to remember the, the there's a great Italian toast where the guy says, "I want you to live a hundred years and and die real happy, but I want to be the one toasting you on the day you're dead. You die. <laughs> In other words, I'm still living. Yeah. I forget how the uh, the toast goes. That means you've fucking filled up the cup. You lived it and you did it.
0: I don't want to be there like, I should have tried this. I don't be really like, I should have tried opening a jiu-jitsu school. Mm-hmm. I really should have tried doing this. No, do it, man. Do it, brother. Because even if you fail, you're like, I tried. You know, I love joking around with my friends and telling them, like, yeah, I've been in a Steven Spielberg movie. I have. I was an extra on War of the Worlds. I parked on the Long Island Expressway for a whole day. I had to run from imaginary robots. It was fantastic. I met Dennis Leary. I was on Rescue Me. You know, I met the guy from Saw 2 when he was on his little shit show on Fox called... Uh, <laughs> Joe something, I can't remember it, but it only lasted four episodes and my episode got cut. But like I, I tried things. What choice are you going to make? Oh, man. I tried things.
2: Never die, the choice is yours. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: I uh, <laughs> I just wanted Never to live. Yeah. And I want my kids to do the same thing. Yeah. No, We're so live. lucky to
1: live in this country in that we have those opportunities. People don't realize that. Uh, can you imagine living in some fucking Scrock hole? And, and just like you're going to live to about 45 years old or something like that. or
2: Dude, we have, look, we
1: have a podcast. Living in, you're living in communist China or some, some stupid place like
0: that. Listen, how many times have you told someone you have a podcast and they go, really?
1: <laughs> you're right.
0: Or they'll say, I always wanted to do that. Yeah. Do it. You know, someone messaged me one time and People they were like. aren't charming though. They were like, like we hey. Are. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: someone was like, I mean, Andrew Tate's not that charming and he's doing pretty well. Well, now he's in jail, but someone messaged me like hey professor I want to let you know you know I really I always liked jujitsu uh, but I never trained it yep. and I heard about your podcast and I really liked you and I liked Roy and I liked what mm-hmm. you guys had going on huh. and I really liked a lot of things that you said and you really motivated me to start training jujitsu wow. and I just want to let you know that I, I've been training for the last two months wow that's and amazing I'm loving, and I'm like where's this dude living I can't remember I got the message saved I sent it to Tom I was okay. like dude like this is that doesn't happen yeah. Maybe it does eventually, but it doesn't happen if we don't start this podcast just because we wanted to. Yeah, just because we wanted to live and say, Let's see what happens. What's the worst thing that happens? We just hang out and have a conversation, no one listens. <laughs> we did it anyway. Yeah, we were doing it anyway. <laughs>
1: for years.
0: So it's like, but instead, we got people Are you that with listen. Your
1: boyfriend again, Roy, dude, we got, we got to
0: do the commentary for Emerald City, <laughs> right. we got to meet some awesome jujitsu guys, yep. you know. We got to meet Big Franco and hang out with him and become a. what was a like, great
1: dude! Like from Montreal, like,
0: that's living. Yeah, it is. Going for it. Yeah. Why not?
1: Yeah, I hear, you, man. So great that's way to end that's it, the baby. key to life. That's the key to life. Go for it. Live. Live hard and live strong. Absolutely. Yeah, Be healthy. Strong. Now we're gonna
0: get sued by uh, Lance Armstrong. All nah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, brother, we're at a minute and or, I'm sorry, an hour and fifty seven, <laughs> and we didn't even talk about John Wick.
0: No, and we didn't talk about... You know what? Next episode, we're going to talk about the promotions. Promotions
1: without a doubt. Big
0: promotions. We had like 15 blue belts, a couple new. Love it.
1: There was one big promotion.
0: Who was it? The old guy. Oh, yeah, the (laughs) old guy. Guys, we no longer have Purple Belt Roy. Brown Belt Roy. You know what? (laughs) B-B-R. Let's go. I don't know. I I was so happy to put that around your waist.
1: I really appreciate it. I really do. But I would have been perfectly happy being a purple belt the rest of my typically life typically
0: what happens at purple it's a great belt i love that you get enough my respect belt. at purple belt where you're good that's what it is but like the black belts and brown belts are like hey he's a purple i don't have to kill him <laughs> right so you kind of like find this like, the, like this <laughs> middle ground we're like this is a great place to because
1: be because on monday night i was telling you I, came, I went home i'm like god i suck at this <laughs> purple <laughs> belt
0: is like junior year of high school yeah some of your friends are driving maybe you're driving you're Mm -hmm. going to the parties you're old enough to pick up the young chicks but you're also young enough you know old enough to still get some of the older chicks you're hanging out with the seniors going to parties (laughs) the teachers aren't putting that much pressure on you because you're not a senior you know your football coaches are giving you some pressure but not too much because you still have next year (laughs) you're just kind of like this is a junior in high school you're you're grinding but it's almost on your terms yeah. senior year is brown but what's like hey this so. is going to be quick you better figure shit out now it's like you want to get recruited you better have a great you year go
1: back to i've found myself you got to go back to sort of basics and really understand the fundamentals of things but yeah. you also got to try new things yeah you do that's what's kind of my mentality now but it's like it's not scary it's not the right word but it, it's just it's intimidating you know because it's I, you, fun you want to be you want to earn that you want to earn it and you want to be a tough role and you want to be it. A... And then in fucking a, you see these guys on TV that just are on YouTube that they're like pulling off these techniques. And I'm like, I can't
0: do that. You can, they're also doing it on Uki who's working with them. Maybe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know, collar chokes are really hard to get. Think about the move that you like doing the most. Right. And they just know that the first time you tried it, it didn't work. Right. Good point. But now you'll show it to someone again, like, yeah, you know, do this, do this. And they're like, I'm not getting it. And right. Don't worry. Yeah. I didn't either the first two years. Yeah.
1: When I was teaching the scissor sweeps, that, uh, I, I totally got that vibe. From. Some people are like,
0: Where, how do I move my legs and this and that? Dude, we're going to be handing out our first black belts in not too long. Can't wait. Good people. They're coming. Yeah. yeah. You're going to be one of them.
1: Uh, like I said, I want to just deserve it.
0: You yeah. you deserve it. You're <laughs> a 59-year-old man <laughs> who said, you know what? jiu Jitsu's not enough. I want to learn leg locks. And now you're in here learning heel hooks
1: and different
0: yeah. terminologies. Yeah, okay. And you're working with Steve and you're like,
1: okay, okay. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not fucking. Like, He's really trying to learn this, but I love it. I go home and I write this stuff down. I know you do. Cause it's- I sit there and I go, okay, remember this, remember this, remember that. And it's
0: whatever but it's so it's fun. just awesome it's yeah. so cool i know i agree where else can you do that where you can be in something for seven eight years and decide i'm gonna do this i'm gonna be a white belt at a different all form bullshit
1: of this. aside your story actually kind of inspires that in the sense that like i know you you've told me a few times like you wanted to be the toughest guy in the room but you also had a a, a true understanding of the levels of things when you were mm-hmm. with those real deal black belts mm-hmm. in at uh ricardo's yeah and that, that, that's okay. It's okay not to be the best guy in the room.
0: Yeah, it's okay to be the fool.
1: <laughs> I
0: don't know about that. But Little Jordan Peterson. It's okay to be the fool. Yeah. Say, I don't know this. Yeah. That's when you start learning. Right. Close your mouth and say, I'm not good at this.
1: I'll learn. Yeah. That's what it was, man.
0: Don't say, hey, don't heel hook me. I don't know him. Say, I don't know them, so just do
1: it. Yeah. And I'll figure it out. That's what it is. Show me what you did. I want to get into the deep water with that and that's it's a lot of fun once you start idiot.
0: figuring it out and then once you get your first one you're like dun,
1: dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'm thinking more like dun, 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 dun. that's what I'm thinking you know just like, waiting on it I'm <laughs> coming from some, for some 80 year old <laughs> ankles let's go <laughs> <laughs> let's go love it hey awesome. man this is awesome it was good. I hope it was good people to catch got up. a little something out of this too.
0: episode 60 guys thanks for hanging out talk to you soon maybe